The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fill her up! You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. How are you, buddy? Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah. Just... What's going on? Not good. This is um, training, so just got a shower. Back in the house. Well, right. Well, obviously, I want to know all about the fight coming up and all the rest of it. But before we get to that, I'd like to take you back to Salt Lake City, mate, because we haven't spoken since then. And just no. talk about that. I mean, come on, champion of the world, knocking out the pound for pound number one. Come on, yeah. we've got to relive that experience. Talk to me about the fight, the experience, everything, mate. Um, It was a, obviously, I think that was a surreal moment, you know, but I was leading up to the fight. Um. It was a long time coming, you know. I had, I had a feeling in my heart that I was going to be a world champion. You know, I was it. You know, I said it all week, all fight week, that this is my time to become world champion, you know. But I didn't afford, I didn't afford the fight was going to play out the way it played out, as far as um, the attitude taking such massive effect on my on my, on my performance. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah but apart from that, um, it, it it was a a great, fantastic week. I was going to love for the fight to play out differently, but. Hey, well, 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 mate, hey, it can't play out much better than what it did, let's be honest. Knocked him out cold. That first round, though, mate, you were all over him. You know I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sensational opening round. But after that, is that what happened? The altitude? Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Were you totally gassed? Yeah. It, it was like a gassed feeling. It was just like my body just wasn't like, like just completely shut down. And the first time I felt myself, I was moving, do, do, do what I'm doing. And, Going into that second round, my like, I could think what I wanted to do, but my body just weren't wasn't re- wasn't reacting to what 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 what, what I needed to do. You know what I mean? It was, it was a, yeah. I never felt like before in my life. You know what I mean? So um, now to have him back in the home soil, back in the UK, be a totally totally different fight. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, the only time I've trained altitude, I've never fought at altitude, but I trained in Big Bear, which is pretty yeah, high up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I when I first got there, the first few days. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Because I went there in pretty good shape. So it is yeah, a real yeah. factor. But when that head kick connected in the fifth round, and because you didn't even follow it up, you just knew because nah, yeah, you could yeah. tell when you get the impact. Could, did you feel it on your shin and just like, yeah, that's it, it's done, it's over? Yeah. Even the way you, you fell, you just like pulled like, like a lot, like a large chair, and you, you're done. Uh, I felt the impact. I seen like the way he fell, I thought there's no way his head would even touch the floor. Because like, <laughs> he kind of like stiff. Like stiff, you know, for this guy's done and but yeah, and that's like we we planned the whole training camp for that same technique to land in you know? So to have it land um in the fifth round, it was it was perfect. Nah man, it it is perfect. And and well done. Congratulations. Nah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because you took the long way round, you know what I mean? You you know, I mean what was it, a nine five win streak going into that one? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a yeah. lot of people have tile shots way quicker. Um Talk to me about at home. I'm assuming you got a hero's welcome. I mean, how is it now? You know, when you're back at home, you're the champ. You know, the people of Birmingham. Oh, right? well, I'm, I'm, in any I'm, special I'm, recognition? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no,
Man, yeah, so yeah, everyone just just loving it. All the all all the James are rocking and busy. Um, nice. Yeah, my my everyone just in Birmingham I mean, is mad. I'd black posters up everywhere, and um, yeah, it was a it was, it was a good little celebration, little, little little wild tour, you know, good little celebration. So it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, well, now back to work. Back to work. I, I had my fun. Had your fun. So so yeah. I mean, I've got to ask. So what is going on? Because all the rumours are that obviously March 18th, hopefully it's going to be you and Kamaru again for the yeah. rubber match. But he's walking around with a brace on. Ali Abdelaziz is saying, listen, Kamaru's going to be there. Yeah. If you can't say anything, then then I respect that. But from your perspective, yeah. are you fighting Kamaru Usman March 18th? Yeah, 100%. That's, that's what I've been told. That's what me and my team been told. I was supposed to the UFC last week, I think. And they said, no, the fight's down. <laughs> Is all the training for the fight, you know, so I was like, okay, perfect. So I am I am aiming towards that. But if something changes in the meantime, then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But now I am focusing on having that, that trilogy against us in London. And of course, as you say, in London, not at altitude, the home crowd, the home turf advantage. He's going to be yeah. the, the one in the octagon waiting for you to walk out. You know, yeah. which is only a little thing, but he's not used to that. You know what I'm saying? Because then he's always press every time fighting away, right? I thought no, 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 yeah. I fought in um um Fight Island, but I don't think they ever fought in someone's backyard. You know what I mean? So I'll I don't see I, I react after being knocked out cold and then see how I react traveling to the UK. See how, how crazy the fans are and just oh, want yeah. to see how, how how he comes back, you know, because you ain't getting no younger. He's what 35, 36? Yeah. Probably older, I don't know, you know, so um let's let's see how how he comes back. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the, the, it is interesting because as you said, when he's the champ, he's the pound for pound, the top dog. He's calling the shots. He's in charge. Yeah. He's the last one to walk out. Everyone's dancing to his tune. But now yeah. it's completely flipped. You know, and yeah. of course, not at altitude. So are you expecting, you know, the first round again, like the last five, but then it continues two, three, or whenever. It's yeah. How, yeah. 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 hundred percent. He'd be, he'd be a totally different fight. Like I've said it, my coach has said it, you know, I was new. Um, I knew going into the fight that Altus gonna play a part, but I didn't for it play that big a part, you know. But yeah, um, I think now um, I've never lost in the UK, um, amateur or pro, you know. So I am excited. I love fighting for my friends and my family, and um, yeah, I think it's just gonna be a totally different fight. So I think if you're going in there thinking it's gonna be the same fight, you think for a rude awakening, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't expect it to divulge too much, but obviously. He's going to be expecting that left high kick this time. <laughs> Unless he's a fool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which he's not, he's yeah. a smart guy. He's, yeah, in, that, exactly. he's in the position he is for a reason. Yeah. Um, what do you think he's going to do differently? Um, well, I think that, that, was, that was Usman. You know, if you've watched the fight, that was Usman being Usman. Uh, I can't see how now it's going to be totally different fire. I don't think how, like, he might come out, keep not proper, not slipping as big, but when you get tired, as as the rounds go on, you go back into habits, you know. And um, so uh, I can't. I probably rest a bit more. If I if it now, that's what I'd do. If I was him, I'd like take him down. Like yeah, my life it depends it. on it. Yeah, all that bastard. We thought he was wrestling in the first fight. Work it out. <laughs> it's over here, it's here from, 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 from a mile away, you know. So. Yeah. Um, I, I am prepared for that. Uh, I, I will be prepared for that with me and my team and physically, mentally. We know that that that's his plan. That's gonna be his plan. If if it was if I was him, that'd be my plan. Is to go out there and, and try just have a stinker fight. Just go out there, just, just get the win by any means, you know. And yeah, 
Um, that's what it does anyway. So, um, yeah, I can't think trying to come out and have like another striking match or nothing like that. I don't think it's trying to rest his off off. Yeah, I don't think that would be smart for him. Um, how are you two? You know, in terms of your relationship, man to man, you guys get along. Is there any beef there? Nah, nah, I feel good. I haven't spoken to him since the 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 fight, but um, nothing. Yeah, it's, it came out and said nothing, and I ain't really said much about it. You know, what I mean, just is what it is. It was a fight. Now um, I wanted to win. You wanted to win. I, I got a victory, and that's it. No, he's a cool, respectful guy. To be fair, yeah, you, know, you just, yeah. you just, can't, it's all business, all professional. Obviously, in your division, Leon. Once you get past Usman again, I mean, this sounds like a stupid statement, but he's the toughest fight. You know, I mean, he was the pound for pound number one. You know, I mean, once you get him out of the way, if you beat him this time, then that's that's done. The rubber match, it's over. You're the yeah. champ. There's a lot of contenders there, though. If you had your pick at any of them, who and I know this is looking way too far down the yeah, line, yeah. and I apologize for that. But what I'm getting at is Masvidal. What is going on with you when you think about Jorge Masvidal in your mind? What is that, that, that word that you, comes to your mind? That's the part that, 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 that smack his head in. That, that's the fact that needs to happen. I don't like him that much that I ruin for him to win so I can fight him. You know, but he just keeps losing. So it's hard to make the fight make sense. You know, like, I even said to him, if, if you went out there and fought, like, in, let's say, like, December or January, like, Gilbert or somebody, beat one of them, then I'll, I'll, I'll fight you in March and then get Usman in the summer or something. You know what I mean? Let him, let him rest his hands a bit. Then I fight you, Marge, but he didn't. He didn't even do that. So, um, but we'll see. Like I said, and I think skill set wise, it's two different levels. You know, like his career is doing that. Miles is doing this. You know, so it's like it's hard to make the fight make sense right now. But that's the fight that I, that I need to happen. I want to happen. Yeah, and then there's another fighter out there that you've accepted. I think on two occasions. Hamza Chimayev is the guy that everyone's talking three, about. Three, you know. three, three occasions. Three occasions. Jesus Christ, because everyone else is ducking him like crazy. Yeah. So you've accepted him three times. What do you make of yeah. Hamza? Because obviously he is on the tip of everyone's tongues these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's a, he's a, a good fighter. You know, I don't think he's what the UFC was building him to be, like this untouchable monster. You know, I think he's a, he's a solid fighter. He's good, you know, but... Mm. There's there's always ways to beat beat these guys, you know, and that's, yeah. this is why I'm on like a 10, 11 fight win streak. I know I, I'm not just a guy that never scrapping with you. I, I know how to fight, you know, and um, but like I said, he's he's one that's on my list as well that uh, I want to take yeah. take out. You know, so let let him go make weight, um, pro fight call or something like that, and then we can run that one as well. Yeah, but that's all down the line anyway. You got Kamara yeah. March 18th, bringing yeah. the bell back. To the UK, I mean, come on. Doesn't get much yeah. better than that, does it? I know, you, 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 you did it, so you told me. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's the best. Well, I was shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah, what, did, did you feel more nervous or just what it, than the actual fight for the bout or just what it is what it is? Do you know what? I mean, obviously, there's a bit more pressure because you're the champion, you want to keep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But, but that wasn't really in my mind. The thing was for me, and it's kind of similar to you, it was a rematch. Yeah. But... Totally opposite circumstances. When I fought Henderson the first time, I got flatlined. I got knocked out yeah. majorly, much like yeah. Usman. And for me, the, the 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 hard part for me was the nerves. Because, you know, when you're speaking to people, you're confident. When you do interviews, you're confident. You can lie yeah. to everybody, but you can't lie to yeah. yourself. And the day of the yeah. fight, I was led there trying to take a little nap. And all I could think about was, wow, last time I stepped into a cage with this guy, I got knocked out. And then the nerves started. Then I started being a proper prick to all my team. I was just yeah. being, I was just being nasty, you know. And then I just started laughing. I was like, wow. And then my my, my uh, jiu-jitsu coach said, why are you laughing? 
I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm, I'm, I've been being a prick all day. I said, yeah. what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to lose a fight. I've lost fights before. I'll probably lose more. And then, and then I was fine. But just yeah. thinking about that there, that possibly could be Usman's mindset. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, just to be like, like confident. Like, Usman was a confident person, you know, like in his interviews, the way he dressed. Like, oh, the way he dresses yeah, takes confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a little sucker vibe, but also, like, it is true fire. Like, everyone has been confident at that much and been, like, trained. Then they never, it's rare that they come back the same. You know, it is rare, but like I said, I'm preparing for the best. Husband. I'm hoping that it comes back the same. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't be like, gun shy or just be a, be a shit worse fire. I want him to be just as good as what everyone thinks he is, you know, so I can go out there and beat him again. I know it's never happened in MMA, but have you ever been knocked out, Leon? No, never. Yeah. In my life. Rocked, <laughs> fogged, anything. I've I, I, I been, I been rocked, but not like, not like, never out, clean, never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never. Like, like, dance, but I ne I'd never, like, yeah, been like, out, clean. That's like, out, like, out, out. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't be more out if you tried. So, <laughs> I, I, and by the way, I'm, I'm friends with him, and I love him, so it sounds like yeah. I'm talking smack. I'm not. No, I think his eyes were still open, right? Is that correct? Yeah, he was a dead man. Conscious. He was a dead like man. I had, had, had shot dead Mike. He was done. Was oh, shit. Like, Where are you by now, Leon? I see you looking home. around. You go. At home, at home, at home. Oh, you're at home. You're at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So in between training camps, what have you been up to? Um, just media work, Um, traveling. Um, Yeah, the spring time, the family really just enjoying enjoying this belt yeah. um it's been like i said been a long time coming i remember going through the pandemic when everyone's like oh you never thought about you never do this you never do that and now look you know so i've, I've took my time to enjoy it, to soak it all in um even some days it still feels surreal you know to actually that i've set this goal in my head from 17 years old and i've, I've achieved it you know so um i'm just I've, so, I've soaked it all in now and now i'm just ready to to go out there and prove to the world because people still saying I got lucky, you know, so I need to go out there. For me, like, I love, I love that. I like people doubting me, you know, that's what motivates me the most. And um, I'm, I'm excited for, for London. I can't wait. But isn't that even better, though? You know, because I was the same, you know, obviously, you know, I, I didn't have a run like you did. I had ups and downs yeah. and losses yeah. along the way. Uh, yeah. And everyone always said, oh, he's never going to never gonna be a champ. Yeah, yeah. But when you finally do it, you can just it's some, yeah yeah it's like so it's it's bad. you're gonna look at me now you know like you're all you're, you're all doubting me for the for how many ever years uh put everyone in front of me for for, for the belt twice Marcelo did Kobe did twice you know what I mean it's just like so like now look at me now like I told you I'll do it and now now, now I got it done you know, so and as you said there that, that it was on the back of quite quite a bit of bad luck you know because you yeah. went there. The Tyron Woodley fight booked, which never yeah. happened. There was a lot. There, there was a lot of problems in your way that weren't your fault. Um, how were you feeling through that, throughout that pandemic, and when you weren't getting the fights, and the Woodley fight fell apart, and all the rest of it? Was that frustrating, or were you just were you playing it cool? No, hundred percent. It was it was a frustrating um, time. Like I, like now looking back, and it was a blessing because that time to like, improve myself, like mentally and physically, you know. But going through it at the time, just like didn't. Like obviously, you start reading comments and hearing all the comments. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, the worst luck fire in the UFC. And, um, so you did have doubts in your head, you know, but um, from that, okay, I, I took a step back and like, okay, what can I control? I can control training. I can control straight up to the gym and improving. I can't fight right now because of the pandemic. I can, I can go to the gym and train. 
So that's what I did. I was, I, I was like, okay, cool. I was going to the gym, train, 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 just kept improving. I think I had like four fights pull out, four or five fights pull out. So that's five camps I've had, you know, in the pandemic, during the pandemic, for that, that two years that I, I didn't get to fight. That's still improvement. I've, I've counted as, as improvement, you know, and so just, that's what, what I said. Like, when, when it was time to fight Usman, I knew that this was my time. Yeah. I was meant to go through all that so I could be mentally solid. Maybe for that fifth round, you know, maybe if I didn't go through that two years, maybe in that fifth round, my mental wouldn't be as sharp uh, mm. uh, as opposed to land that kick. You know what I mean? So may maybe I wouldn't be as solid, mental mentally solid to land that kick, you know? So I feel everything happens for a reason. And like I said, going through it at the time, though, it was just, <laughs> it, it was annoying. It was um, heartbreaking, but now here we are. Well, almost as famous as that head kick is your coach's speech at the end of round Dave <laughs> Go on, Dave. Go on, Dave. What did he say? Can you remember the words? Um, yeah. Come on. Give us a rendition, Leon. Just said, pull it out of the fire phone. Well, like, for Dave, for me, Dave's like, he's like a father, a father figure for me, you know? So he knows what I'm like. He sees me in the gym. He knows how good I am. So he just knows that there was so several so right with me, you know? He's like, mate, like, what are you doing? Like, basically saying, fix up. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you can't come this far for all the way, you know what I mean? So, that was his way to, to wake me up in a Jamaican way. <laughs> yeah, Jamaican way. Jamaican <laughs> um, way. What would it be better? Knocking Leon out? Sorry, knock, knocking Kamaru out? Knocking Kamaru out in London or knocking him out in Salt Lake City? Nah, London. Yeah. London. Yeah, imagine, uh, imagine the scene. Can you imagine it? Imagine the scenes, it, it will be, oh, it will be mad. But this is what are you walking out like, to? Probably the same time I was walking out to do that Jamaican one, um, several matter pack. But um, yeah, it was just imagine, this, this is what I dream for. This is what pushes me in training. I was just thinking, okay, my, this is my first headline back home as well. So I was at my first headline and I'm defending my belt. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to be ready. Like, I'm going to be really ready. Well, it really is, all jokes aside. It really is what childhood dreams are made of, you know. And I, I know I started martial arts when I was a kid, and I thought to myself one day, and I did, and I remember it, and I never shared it. I'm going to be a champ one day. I'm going to be champion of yeah. the world, and that always drove me. Were you similar like that, Leon? Did you start martial arts young? Uh, I'm, you know, I mean, obviously, you grew up in Birmingham. It's a tough city. I was yeah. getting scraps and whatnot as well. Were you a bit of a bit of a rough yeah. lad when you were younger? Yeah, hundred percent. That's what got me into, into mixed martial arts. You know, like. But I got into quite late, as I said, 17. I know some people start from like boxing or kickboxing and go into martial arts. You know, I started MMA as MMA altogether at UTC in in um uh, in Birmingham. Um, I remember I think I think you came before and did like a seminar there. You know, I I did, yeah. I, I was very humble. I was in the class. <laughs> There's no way. Because like, I think I think there was like a video game. Yeah, uh, yeah, the release of a video game or something. We went, yeah, yeah, but I came yeah, and did a seven up. So you were in the class. Oh, no, I was in the class. Tell everyone how bad it was. I remember looking at like people like you did one and um, Chris Lieben did one as well. I remember like being like 17, 18 years old, thinking I was like, these are the UFC fires, you know, like it was, it was mad. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, like, like I said, it was a rough childhood. Born in Jamaica, immigrated to the UK. My dad brought, brought me and my, my, my brother Fabian to the UK. Um, lived in Birmingham, went through ups and downs. Um, got involved in gangs and stuff when I was like 30 years old. My dad um, died. Yeah. Um, then my mum suggested 
because it's not been I lived in Edison, which Jim was, and my my mum uh, suggested me try and mix martial arts just to keep me away from hanging around in the street. So that's okay. I'll, I'll give it a go for you. G- gave it a go, and that was it. And stuck to it, and now here we are. I always say this because you know martial arts kind of saved my life because I yeah I mean even when I was older I was still getting in trouble. You know, it just kind yeah. of follows you around a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But when you're doing something structured, when you go into the gym, whatever it is. You're not hanging out on the street corners. You're not with a bad set of lads. So what, no. what what do you say to any young men that are out there right now that are maybe, um, I don't know, struggling in life or they can't find themselves or they're getting up to no good? I mean, what words of inspiration? I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Leon. Yeah. <clears throat> um, for me, like like I said, martial arts changed my life. You know, probably just find something that you're good at. You have to be martial arts. It can be music or business, whatever you, whatever you, you enjoy doing in life. Just find... Find passion. your yeah, find your passion and put your all your en- energy into that. You know, like the reason why, reason why I'm getting into trouble because I had nothing to do. There's, the clothes I know the YMCA's in the UK. There's there's nothing for kids to do here. And also, you yeah. know, hang around on the streets, start smoking weed, start getting into trouble. And, um, then next thing you know, you're getting arrested. You know, so for me, I just say just like I said, find a passion, find something that you you love doing, dedicate all your all your time into it. And like my main motivation was to have a better life for my family. You know, so. Find find your why in life, like you use your family or if you have kids, your your kid or wherever it is. Find your why and just use that as, as your motivation to to push through all all the naysayers or the negative things that you know yeah. face on the journey. You know, because like it's easier said than done. But like if you've got like a why, like I said, my my why is my family and my and my and my, and my son. Mm. Uh, that 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 kept me even though I felt that down one day. I can't be after training. Like I thought, okay, there's no more. when I was young. Like there was no money in MMA, like, oh, there's no money here, but all my friends are selling fucking drugs. <laughs> like, well, what, I should go follow them, but I'm like, nah, like, I need to do this. And now look, you know, so yeah. just find your why and uh, find a passion and stick to that. How old's your son and what's his name? Um, Jayon, and he's nine years old. He's not doing good sleep. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Come on, right. he must love that bell. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. He phoned me the other day. He's like, hello. And I'm like, hello. He's like, dad. They, they don't believe that. They don't believe that you're my dad. I'm like, what? It's like it's cool. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, it's funny as all but this, that's what that's you're for, you know, to get to that point. Of course it is. <laughs> and uh, and what about your mother, Leon? What's she called? Um, Verona. 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 Verona must be so proud. Yeah, yeah. She, because she's a a solid woman. You know, she's she's like if my life was her life was twice as hard as my life. Still, she's she she's a definition of like persistence and hustle and hard work. You know, like I've never not known or working two three jobs right when I was young. You know, so that's that motivated me to want want to want want more in life. You know, just seeing her work and just want to basically try to give a better life. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's beautiful, mate. Uh, and what you've done is just incredible. It really, and you're inspiring so many people, Leon. Really is. All right, I just want to talk to you about Fitbod real quick. Well, listen. We all want to go to the gym and work out and all the rest of it. New year, new me, blah, 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 right? Um, but sometimes you get bored. Sometimes you lose momentum. Sometimes you don't know what to do. Sometimes you're just sick of doing the same old routine. Well, that is where the app FitBod comes into play. It is a smart workout app which creates custom dynamic exercise programs based on your goals, your experience, and the equipment available to you. So if you've got a great gym to use, great, fantastic. If you're just at home, It'll give you exercises you can do there, or maybe just go down to the local park, whatever it is. 
it will design a workout for you. Okay, the, al the algorithm that it uses, it uses data and analytics to scientifically build a workout tailored to your needs, your body, your age, your desired results, whatever you want, it'll tailor a workout to that. By the way, way cheaper than using a personal trainer as well. For less than the cost of one session with a personal trainer, you can have access to FitBod for a whole entire year. It works on iOS, it works on Android devices. The app is super easy to use. It has video tutorials as well. So it makes learning all the new exercises a walk in the park. And it doesn't matter if you're in the park, it'll be easy to use in the gym as well. Uh, pardon that terrible joke. So listen, what are you waiting for? If you want to work out, you need a bit of inspiration, you don't know what you're doing, whatever the case may be. Maybe you've plateaued and you need to break through that next barrier. Try this out. Go to fitbod.me slash belief, right? Check this offer out. You can try it out for free. Try it out for free. Fitbod.me slash believe and you get 25% off your subscription or you can try it out for free or you can try it out for free. Then subscribe and get 25% off your subscription by going to fitbod.me slash believe. Harrington went to uh, Twitter to ask some questions to see if, you know, the Twitter followers have any questions for you. Yeah. So, Harrington, what have we got, buddy? We're going to get oh, that. All right, Leon. And, and you're very lucky, Leon, because you're the child that come dressed. Sometimes I, he has a fucking vest on. He looks homeless. Well, he's dressed today. So thank you for having respect, Harrington. I got I got three quarter length sleeves and everything, dude. Wow. Good night. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the the first question I have for you, uh, Leon Lewis Simpson wants to know how much has your everyday life changed since winning the belt? Uh, have you felt more need uh, to set an example for the younger generation, not only in Birmingham but the UK as a whole? Um, my life has changed for that more people notice me. I, I get stopped everywhere I go now. Um, but. Apart from day-to-day -day life, not really. I still got the same friends, same. I try to keep my, my circle small, you know, and um, as far as that, trying to be a motivation for people, I, I just do me, you know, I, I live my life. I don't put that pressure on myself that I have to act a, act a certain way or be a certain way to, to motivate people. I think just me being in the, being here, they can see me and see see what I'm doing, doing the, that. That can serve as motivation as well, you know, because when, yeah. when I was young, I did have, I did have like, people to look up to as far as like he's doing it so I can do it you know so I think just me being there they can see me and touch me that 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 helps as well you know well it's going to get a lot worse Leon you're going to get hounded yeah. left right five <laughs> week in London is going to be mental but it yeah. is nice though isn't it to, to get the recognition because you've put in you know so much hard work and yeah. now getting the recognition I mean it's a beautiful feeling yeah yeah 100% it's a I enjoy it, you know. I do, like I said, it was a long road to get here, you know. So you, you were eating, yeah. you ups and downs. It was, it was, they made it hard for me, you know. I <laughs> didn't make it in. Yeah, me. Yeah. So now I'm here. I am. I, I mean, and on that note, on that note, what about the BBC Sports Personality of the Year award? Was there any mention of that? Did they get in touch? Nothing. They, I, I, yeah, I went. I went to the to the awards. They um, messaged my manager and invited me to the to the awards. Um, but I thought, I'm, a, I'm a nominated. I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> and I'm saying, I was like, I went. I, I went oh, years ago just to get a picture with a couple of sportsmen, but I wasn't nominated. But yeah, I wasn't the champion of the goddamn. Oh man, they played me like in, in the in the arena and stuff, but they put like fucking curling. Like curling was nominated. I was like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> curling. What is that about? <laughs> I mean, 
fair play. I'm sure it's very hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I what you got, buddy. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned uh, your brother Fabian there. He is the number two ranked Bellator middleweight right now and just announced he is fighting Gegard Mousasi in Paris uh, with a win. Does he fight for the title next? Uh, and uh, this guy wants to know, how were the brotherly fights in the Edwards household growing up? That's a good question because, come on, you know, that must be uh, why you're such a good fighter. I didn't, I didn't hear What did he say? I didn't, I didn't hear he, he, he said, your brother's fighting gay guard. If he gets through gay guard, uh, will he be fighting for the belt next? But he said, how were the fights with your brother growing up? Because for me, I had three older brothers, two older brothers, yeah. pardon me, and they used to kick the shit out of me on a daily basis, you know? <laughs> so, so how was that? Um, like everyone thinks of like that, that back, back and forth fights, but we didn't really fight much. Like, we didn't even fight much. We were like, obviously, little scraps here and there, but it wasn't like a something that stands out to me that oh, me and Horror are always fighting. You know, like, he's like calm, I'm calm. It's like, it's rare that we, that we, that we, that we, that we fought, you know, but yeah, this fight is coming up in, in, in um, April. April, not May. We're we, we gay guard. We, um, it's really, I can't wait. I can't wait, you know, like, he's one step away from fighting for the world title and to have two brothers winning the world title in the two biggest organizations in the world, like, I, I'm excited for him. That's unbelievable. So he's a middleweight, obviously, fighting yeah. Gegard Mousasi. I never realized that. I mean, yeah. Gegard, Ge I mean, that's top of the food chain. Yeah, Gegard Mousasi is the real yeah. deal. Yeah, 100%. I had like over 50 fights. He's a year veteran. Um, but my brother's been there. He's fought um, Machida, took out Machida in the round. Um, wow. So it's going to be still a good fight. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, to see it. I just want to follow up on that. How do you think a fight would go down? Kamaru and Muhammad uh, versus you and Fabian. Brothers, MMA fight. Now Muhammad's a big boy. He's a, a, he's a big, did you see his last fight? You see that knockout? <laughs> got that little cute in that throat. My God, he's powerful, man. He's a, he's a big, big boy, man, but I, I go with me and brother. <laughs> of course, man. Gonna go with that. Um, but talk about the best, I mean, I'm assuming you two train with each other, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's top of the food chain now, fighting Gate yeah. of Musasi. doesn't get much higher. I mean, that's, talk about the best training partner on planet Earth. Yeah, 100%. Um, to have, like I said, every brother on the same journey as you. Um, and he's just as good as you can see, can actually train with him. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dream. You know, like, we can bounce ideas off, off each other as far as, like, fight goal. Like, he'll come to me after me advice as far as, like, ways to move with, with his career and stuff like that. So, tell him, like, mixed martial arts now, family business, it's, it's wild, you know, because I, I knew nothing about mixed martial arts growing up. Yeah. And now, to have it as, a, as, a, as a, basically a family business, um, it, it's mad, but I, I, I'm very proud of my brother and I'm looking forward to his fight and him, him becoming um, world champion, better world champion this year, hopefully. I mean, that wouldn't that be amazing? Your UFC champ, your brother's Bellator champ. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna what happen. is your mother feeding you guys? Come on, what is it? Rice and peas. Rice and peas. Hey, Leon, Leon, you're gonna give me a because we say this sometime, and I get shit for it off some people. Yeah. You're gonna give me a right about now. Right. <laughs> you're gonna give me one and I'm an asshole. No, no, listen. My mom got I got I opened like a, a Jamaican restaurant for my mom. Um, in Birmingham, because you know, cooking, so I open like a restaurant for like, and come to, to the UK next, Mike. You need to right. try the food. 
100%, but I was talking over you. Let's have a clean right about now. Three, two, one. Right about now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm co- I'm coming to that restaurant now, mate. You drank. Yeah, I'm going to late. Harrington, Harrington, what we got, bud? <laughs> uh, left, left hook Larry 67 wants to know. Obviously, uh, you know, your, your brother not counting here, so we'll do only UFC. Who is the next UK champion? Um... I'm probably Arnold Allen. Yep. He, he, he's in my gym. Um, I see the way, I see how good he is. I see how he works. And he's on my what? 10 fight, is it? 9, 10 fight? Send yep. me. <laughs> you know, but. Same as you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Very, very similar situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I'll probably go Arnold. Yeah, because he, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was talking to him recently. He was telling me about training up at your place. And who was it? Dan Hooker? Was that his last fight? Yeah, yeah, last fight. Yeah, he smoked him, didn't he? Smoked him. And I said, uh, sorry, go on. No, go on, okay. No, no, I was just just saying, I said to him, and and, uh, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, I said, you're kind of in a similar situation to Leon. Both world class, both on these crazy win streaks, but both on the quieter side, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Therefore, I think that, and that is the longer road. I, I, can't, I tell him to talk more because my road was long. What if you like me? That's what I told him as well. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me like me. Like, it's like, shut up, Leon. You didn't say jack shit and you're champion up as well. Um, don't think I'm my game play. Like, you can talk, talk, you know, like, do you? And, and then there's, there's Tom Aspinall as well. Yeah, Tom, uh, Tom is sick as well. Tom's good. But he, well, I know, I know how his knee, right? So I don't know. Um, yeah, as far as his knees go, otherwise I put him up there as well. But yeah, I think in the UK right now, I said Tom, um, Allen, probably next year, this year, yeah, I'll probably see. I'd love for Till to come back and like get back his momentum, mate, because he's fucking such a good fighter and such a good person as well, you know? Like, no, he really is. Yeah, that was yeah, man. So, nah, so yeah. when you say he's a good person, there, so I'm assuming you two are on good grounds, because there was a little bit there when you were both at Welterweight where you had a little yeah, bit of yeah, hatred, yeah. but of course. Now we're we're, we're sitting in nine Dubai. I've I've been to the gym in Liverpool before. I'm nice. training with his coach and stuff, and went out for 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 food, dinner, and drinks. So now we he's, I want I want him to win now. You know, I I, yeah, yeah, I, I cheer for him. Yeah. I cheer for him so. In the past, you like I hope that Scouser gets his egg yeah. him. Open a chin from well now well now the middleweight. I I, I yeah. I, I do want him to quite and do good. Nothing wrong with a bit of competitive rivalry. Uh, Harry, two more, please, and then we'll let Leon get on his way. All right. Uh, Christian wants to know, do we have a date uh, for the parade in Birmingham? Uh, Birmingham. Not yet. Not yet. Um, after this fight, though, 100%. I went and met the mayor of Birmingham and everything. And she, she, was, she, wanted, she wanted to like set one up, you know, but I was too busy traveling. And doing Are you big time the man? Yeah, I mean, come on, Leon. I used to be so humble when I, yeah, I know. A man of the people. No, after this fight, after this fight, I'll, I'll 100% get one done. Let me ask you, Rush. I'm going to put you on the spot because this morning, and I shouldn't even say anything, but I got asked. Remember, I did that, those shows in England, and you came yeah, 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 yeah. doing something similar again. Details to be revealed, but we're going to be having some guests. Can we get you on stage, Leon? Yeah, definitely. When Ten minutes. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it'll be like end of the year, mate. End oh, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. Harrington, come on, make it a good one. No pressure. That, last that one. was so bizarre, Mike. That was, a, that was a good show, mate. Was it? Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. 
Nah, nah, that, he was like, he was good banter, he was everything, everything in it, he was fucking, he was good. I was pissed out of my head as well. Yeah, I know. Well, in- <laughs> I know. Because, well, no, that wasn't the plan. As you know, the people of Birmingham, they're very yeah. generous yeah. with the yeah. free drinks, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. About one point, there was like 20 drinks on stage with me to dance. Yeah. And I even had to say, right, guys, guys, <laughs> what are you doing? You can't that see a show. It was a sick show. I, I never listened to your story, man. No, no, thank you, Leon. Thank you, Leon. Uh, Hamilton, what have we got, bud? Okay. Uh, Mahanser wants to know, as a felly or as Holy a felly. How you doing, guys? <laughs> Paul Jerley, Leon Jerley, over to you guys. How we doing, Paul? Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. I'm not too bad. Just when you're buying, Paul? Hey, I'll leave on Monday, uh, and I'll be fine on weekend Saturday. Let's go, champ. Are you feeling ready? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm probably ready. So, I know. As as if you ever asked him, they'd be like, "Oh man, I'm shitting myself." Yeah, I'm shitting myself. I don't know. What, I don't know. What, I don't know why I asked that question, like, clearly you already, you know, like... How are you feeling oh, coming into this one? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> are you it has ready? been a tough camp. It has been a tough camp. Have you done sparring? Have you worked yeah, in yeah. your stand-up, Paul? What the fuck do you think I've been doing? Yes. Yes, I've sparred. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> He's all out. He's tough. Well, you're the best in the world. Uh, are you ready for London? Uh, that's going to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 18. 10 weeks. We're 10 yeah. weeks this week, so... I'll start camp this week, so yeah, I'm looking. It's gonna be a good one. Can't wait. Also, you yeah, haven't man. actually started camp yet, Leon. Not that no, hard. I, I'm like trickling into it, but mon- next Monday is my, my official now week um, countdown, you know. So, no. right, yeah, it's, oh, a, well, it's the last thing you want to do, is it? Just 100% and then by the time you get to the end of the camp. Yeah, exactly. You burn tires, yeah. Well, so, it's just yeah, my... yeah, right. That for me is sometimes like, I feel like I'm not doing enough, so sometimes my colleague will pull me back, like, mate, calm down. You're like, fucking, okay, another six weeks left. You know what I mean? So, just about. I'm a good team around you, and they can tell you when to call the fuck down. Steady the right direction, man. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That that really is it, and not overtraining as well, because that's yeah. what I used to do all the time, just overtraining yeah. like a madman. I wouldn't stretch. Good measure, you stretch, boys. Yeah. My body is destroyed. <laughs> I'm walking. I've got a broken back in two places. Yeah, fuck it out. Yeah, agony every day. Leon, we're gonna say goodbye. We'll let you go, mate. Good Listen, night. we tried to make this happen a few times. Really appreciate it. You delivered. Congratulations on all your success. Truly deserved. The whole nation, the continent, the world is proud of what you've done, Leon. And Thank I'm you, so mate. happy for you. Good luck against Kamari. I'll see you in March. All the best, and uh, yeah, thank you again for your time. Good man, thank you. Thanks for having me. God bless. All the best, all champ. All the good best. luck to you soon, man. Waging man. See you soon, man. Bye bye. There he is, Leon Edwards, from one champ to another fucking champ. How are we doing, Paul Greig? Fucking, I'm, I'm loving this Scottish accent. You know, one of the one of the best things I, I rewatched uh, the film Trainspotting, and the bit with Begbie, Robert Carlyle, and he says, "So I squared up to him, casual like, like fucking." <laughs> I'm like, 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 he's like, like so he's talking about he's talking about a fight. He was in, and he's like, yeah. "So I squared up to him, yeah, casual like, brilliant best like ever." Mate, and that's I, what yours reminds me. I watched it a couple of weeks ago, Let in Bed. Yeah, it's a brilliant film. Brilliant. It's so good, man. It's brilliant. And uh, I was uh, the reason I watched it is there's a, there's a podcast wow. called The Rewatchables. Right. So they talk about films and they talk about their favourite scenes and all that kind of thing. And that's what made me rewatch it again. So I listened to that and it was like, oh, films is an absolute winner. And I think it's one of these films that, like, it's I know it's about drugs, but it's, it's about more than that. It's about... Yeah. 
It's about a group of guys who have all their journeys and come to the end of them. That's that's not what we're here to talk about. No, 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 no. But I enjoy talking about stuff like this, and because Rebecca, my wife, she'd never seen it, so we watched it and she loved it. We were glued to it. Excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Oh, pardon me. Um, so we put on, and I never watched it before. Train Spotting Two. Have you seen that? It's pretty fun, man. It's a good film as well. It's a bit of a letdown like from it? the first one. I mean, I mean, it was okay. I think I just went into it with my expectations too high because Trains Point yeah. 1 is like a classic. You have to see it. And Trains Point 2, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. But, you know, it was a bit of a... I, I just... You can't compare it to the original. Yeah, I think it was one of the ones where it's just about they wanted to cross I's, dots and T's and show everybody was happy. But the film was... So the, the next book in the series is called Porno and it's about... Uh, Sick boy he ends up making becomes a, a porn director. They make oh really porno, yep. And the book the book is brilliant. So it's about him being a porn director and him obviously starring in it. The next time we uh, speak, I will have read that book, porno. And it's you know the funny thing, is, fun. the funny thing about Transport as well. I was saying to my missus, I said, I don't know if you remember Paul at the time when it first originally came out. It got a lot of flack because it was glamorizing heroin use. Drugs. Yep. And I'm like, what are you talking about? If you see the depths of despair that they end up, I mean, there's people dying and all kinds of stuff. I mean, how the fuck yep. did that glamorize taking drugs exactly. or heroin? It was crazy. The the guy Tommy who Disney touch drugs ends up taking drugs, ends up dying, ends Dead. up weeds, ends up fucking sniffing cat piss, and he's fucking I right. He's a, you know, that, come on. That scene doesn't really hold up very well, does it? When you're watching it, like, all these years later and you're watching it, that's definitely not a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well, anyway, we, we're not here to uh, talk about the pros and cons of Trainspot and shout out Daddy Boyle yep. and apologies for the uh, slagging off Trainspot too. Uh, Paul, how the bloody hell are you, mate? Thanks for joining us. When do you fly to Brazil? Hey, I'm heading out on Monday, Monday afternoon. Uh, still no pack my bags, still no sorted all my nutrition stuff to take with me. You know, I'm one of these guys that are last minute things, but all the hard work's done in the camp, you know. Yeah. Everything's done there. Sparn's done. Uh, went to the gym and just kind of went through the motions. He hit pads and um, took my daughter. Uh, she's turning 16 uh, the weekend. So 16? she's um, 16. I know I was 18 years old when I had her. Right. So, like, not far off her age just now. What's your name? Um, it's Melly. So, as I said, she'll, she'll be coming this weekend. She'll be 16. So, we're at the gym today doing some kickboxing the girl. It's good. It, you, you'll know you know better than me, man. How good fun is it? Showing your craft to your kids. It's brilliant. Uh, it is. It is. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, she must be so nervous for you, though. Is she? You know, no. Because I, I, I thought that as well. Because I'd said, because I had this conversation where about watching my fights. Um, and I was like, do you not get like emotional? Because um, yeah. I think she was doing, she was doing like some sort of personal essay in her English class and I said why don't you do it about that feeling about the feelings about leading into fight week what's it like for you because that's a, it's a really emotional time for me and she was like no I don't really feel it and I was like oh cool <laughs> like, right, your right. dad's just going to war but you're just like alright dad enjoy have a good trip uh, but, but to be fair though she's probably used to seeing you do that but when did you start MMA? I was about I think the first time I went I must have been about 23, 24 that, that I walked into an MMA gym had done nothing before, so no kickboxing, no boxing. Closest I got to boxing was watching Rocky. That was like the closest, yeah. genuinely. I never watched boxing as a sport, so I missed like Mike Tyson being a devastating ring machine. I missed mm -hmm. like uh, uh, 
all these sort of upcoming boxers, you know, like Prince Nazim, all they kind of guys missed them all. So the closest I had to boxing was watching Rocky movies. Um, yeah. And then went into the gym and I remember telling everybody I'd started this new sport. I'd started this new sport. What's it called, Paul? And I was like, oh, it's called UFC Chokes. That's no, what I was no, UFC Chokes. UFC Chokes. Right, it's called the UFC That's the worst one I've ever heard. I, I thought you were going to say it's called UFC, right? Because no. that's bad UFC enough. UFC Chokes. So I, I had no idea what the UFC was. Had no idea. And it's then, called UFC Chokes. UFC Chokes. You imagine that as a brand? Oh! Which, 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 that's classic. UFC Chokes. You know what I mean? UFC just, Chokes. Just a wee bit of this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you see the thing was, I think the first couple of classes, I didn't actually learn any chokes. It was all right. punching and kicking and... And maybe there was an armbar there, and I'm like, UFC chokes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Chatting yeah. up, chatting to the ladies at the bar. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned the ladies at the bar, because we touched on this the other day, because we spoke, for those that don't know, on BT yeah. Sports. But uh, we did. We, we mentioned it then. But um, when we asked you about the luscious beard that you have, and you have yeah. a very unique regimen for keeping it so luscious, and, of course, it is the pussy juice. Um, it says it's in Lexington Brown. And, and now, and now people are hitting you up on the direct messages. Hit me up, Billy. Like, you, you want some? I've got, I've got a, a spare snatch if you want it. <laughs> See, this is the services that we offer on BYM. We will get you laid. But of course, you know we don't discriminate. It's not just women that are in your DMs. It's guys. It's more guys than women. Guys are it, just obviously they're offering that another type of juice. Yeah. So I'm one of these guys. You know, I'll try everything twice. First to make sure I enjoyed it, and the yeah. same thing, just to make sure I definitely enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? It was amazing. <laughs> that's why that's why you want to know Jeez Louise. Oh my god. Right, uh, let's talk about the fight for a minute. So <clears throat> I sent you a DM a while ago and you you're training obviously, so you probably didn't see it. And in my mind, because I overthink everything, I really do, I started thinking, crap, maybe I offended him with my commentary. Because in your last fight, obviously, against Uzdemir, you know, I was saying, ah, oh, you know, you can't always rely on the jujitsu. And uh, there was yeah. Nothing critical there, but I have to call it as I see it. And I was like, damn, I hope, from the bottom of my heart, I was like, I hope I didn't offend him, you know, or anyone that I commentate. So, uh, but you are here, but how is training going? It's been good. And listen, like, it's part of your job is to point out flaws at people's health. No, I totally understand that, man. I definitely wasn't, I definitely wasn't offended. I think you're one of the better commentators for doing that. Rather than going hell for leather and just nailing everybody's technique, you're you're you're, you're very very pros and cons we all. Um, but camp's been good. Um, that last fight it just wasn't my night. Um, I had went through going through my gym. I'd been there for eleven years, ten or eleven years. I'd been at that one gym. Had that itch and had to move off to a new gym. And just after I beat Krylov, this is when I moved over to just working myself. And I was like literally walking out my mate's garage. So it was me and Chris Bungard, he's got a gym built out his back garden, we were training in that, bringing in some bodies. So the camp itself, although I felt good getting into the fight, although I believed I'd done enough, there was something missing. And it was probably like a captain in my ship I was missing. You know, when you're surrounded by your pals and you're doing the things you enjoy, so we were doing lots of jiu-jitsu, we were doing lots of technical takedowns, all that kind of stuff. But we were only doing the hard work, we were only doing the hard rounds. And I think that's what kind of set me back in that fight hindsight I probably should have taken the fight until I'd sorted out all my fears uh, behind closed doors because in social media everybody looks great don't they you know you're hitting pads you're standing you're looking probably should have taken the fight but 
we're fighters, we get into this business for making uh, entertainment, for making making fights happen. So took the fight, uh, lost the fight, watched the fight back, and I was like, oh, man, see if I'd just done this, I'd done a wee bit more of this, I'd done a wee bit more of that. Well, I potentially could have won that fight. But it's shoulda, woulda, coulda, the marquee loser, isn't it? That's what every loser will say. I should have done this, I could have done this, I would have done this. We don't get shame. We don't get shame. Same chances to rerun the fights back. So then, when I left that fight camp, I decided I needed a captain, and um, Stevie Ray had hit me up. So Stevie Ray is like thirty minutes up the road from me. He's at Listen Paul, higher level, just here. If you'd be interested in working ways, James Dolan, the head coach, would lovely, would love to have you. I was one of these guys who had been very, I had been on like slating them, saying like, "I, they're not that good. They're not like, the best gym." But until we actually go into the gym and see how people train, you really can't say who's good and who's bad. Because mm-hmm. I'm in that gym and I was blown away with the level of athleticism, the level of coaching that they've got, and the actual mat itself, how busy it is and how busy the talent is on that mat. So when I started working there, started working with a young guy called uh, Sean Clancy. Now he's 19, just turned 20. And it's this next generation of MMA athletes gone in the days of being a striker or, or yeah. Paul Craig he's a jiu-jitsu guy yep. the guys now are MMA fighters the, the and, and, and they're starting off like that as well yeah and this so new generation this one sport and, yeah. and as I look at the guys there's a young guy called Mark Ewan who just was over in France fighting absolutely smashed it I think he's looking to move to PFL get to the UFC get to Bellator all these kind of shows that's where he's, his, his aspirations are and the same again the young kid is get the a totally different mindset from what I have seen with guys in the UFC or guys trying to get to the UFC and a totally different skill set. Like the level's just through the roof. And it's good to I'm excited to be part of like you were the guy that paved the way. I'm just on the back of your wave. But behind me there's a next generation who's bringing a bigger wave to this UK MMA. So it's an exciting time to be part of this sport. But but also, I mean, from from what you mentioned there, it sounds like it's a busy mat. The beauty of that, um, I, I, and I, I was kind of the same way. I kind of like did my own thing for a while and all the rest of it. But when you go into a busy gym like that, and there's all different body shapes, size, yep. styles, you know, every time it, it's a different test. Every time you spar, every different every round, it's a different test. It's a different puzzle to figure out. You know what I mean? This guy's tall. This guy's short. He's really strong. This guy's kind of fat. If he gets on top of you, you're kind of screwed. Do you know what I mean? And it's so, I know. It's so beneficial, though, it is to have all the different styles. Yeah, and, and that's it. It's like, come a fight, we don't know what that your actual opponent's going to do, is it? Mm-hmm. You've got an idea, like, right, I know roughly what Johnny Walker's going to do. He's going to come out. He's going to try and bull rush. He's going to be flinging wild shit. Um, he tagged me in a post recently where he's doing, like, capoeira kicks, spinning back kicks. Like tornado kicks, all this kind of you stuff. You think that's bullshit? That's you think he's trying? You think he's trying to con you a little bit? I think he is because I know he's been at a boxing gym. I know he's been there, uh, going to a few boxing gyms, trying to improve his skill because he is a powerful guy. You know, athletic very much. If he lands, and it's the same as Andy. If Andy swings to the back of their ass and swings that big massive knee, come to land, Tony, you're going to hit. But these days in the MMA are gone. They, they old school guys like Chuck Liddell who were just swinging absolute mallets to people's heads. They days are gone. The Wild West days are gone. And we're now into this very technical based fighters. And not insult Johnny Walker because he's in the top 15 and he was a title contender for a reason yep. back a few years ago because he is very skilled in being crazy. But um, I just believe like my development, 
And you've said that in one of the one of the interviews, like Paul Craig's learning his craft in the Octagon. I'm a few fights, I think I'm six, seven years maybe. Seven years in the UFC. So wow. Is it seven years already? If it's congrats, man. That's a hell of a book in itself. I know. So I've been there, and I was the guy that sat outside. I've sat outside that top 15 for a long time, fighting guys like Ankalaev, fighting. Like the UFC were just feeding me these guys, like, oh, you're fighting Jamal Hill, or you're fighting Ankalaev, or you're fighting this next up and coming guy. And they just kept giving me them. And as I say, like, I didn't spoke for fame. I didn't get in the smoke to sit in my ass and watch fights and mm. pretend to be a fighter. And on a, like on social media, I look like a fighter. I'm a fighter and enjoy it. Um, and just over the last few years, I've had a wee bit more success in developing my skill. Jiu-Jitsu base, I've kind of got that sorted. Yeah. But it's my striking I need to improve, and that's what we've done. When I first went to James in higher level, what he did was he was like, we're going to short sort your shit first. We're going to sort your um, centre of gravity so you're able to fling shots, you're able to move, and you're able to get away from shots, and you're able to see everything coming. That's what he spent a lot of time doing with me. And then from that, was then moving into where he wants Johnny Walker going mm-hmm. to do. And that is the big question, isn't it? What is Johnny Walker going to do? Because as you say, and as everybody knows, when he first came on the scene, he was a wild man, ridiculously explosive, crazy unpredictable, and he would catch people with stuff. And he has tried to uh, round out the skill set. Can try, try and make it a little more orthodox, I think, would be a good word. Training with John Cavanaugh. And, and, and I'm just curious what you think, because... Of course, you want to be, you want to have those fundamental skills. They're necessary. Yep. You need those. But sometimes, if you are, what brings you success in the first place? If you get away from that too much, that can be detrimental. You know, there, there, there's got to be a, a good balancing ground, a, a good middle ground. So, what do you expect? Do you think he's going to come out and, and be kind of crazy, or do you think he's going to play it a little bit more conservatively? He's going to try and stick to a solid game plan, use fundamentals, flicking out jabs and stuff like that. Or, or, or you're just going to be ready for whatever. So if I was if I was Walker, I think he's fighting against me. I think he needs to be very composed. Ozdemir came up with a game plan how he beat me, and it's not engaging. He won that fight by not engaging and staying at a nice range, mm-hmm. not allowing me to get in tight to his hips. If Johnny Walker does that, then there's a chance that he wins this fight. That's If I was his coach, I'd say, listen, you need to use your range. You need to be composed. You need to use the flicky jabs. Use your range. Gathers around the octagon. Yep, because if he comes in and he gets a hold of you, he's pulling you in the mark. Yeah. And do you have the jiu-jitsu level to stop him from grinding the show you? I don't know. I've never seen him enough. I've never seen enough of his jiu-jitsu to say he could actually survive 15 minutes of having me basically dry humble. But I don't believe he's got that ability. Um, so that's what I would do. But that's fine until you get hit. Once you get hit, you know it steps in. All that training just goes back out the window. And what happens is instant version either old version of you comes out and you start start throwing all these crazy shots. And then that again is where a jiu-jitsu guy capitalizes on you fling, you overcommit with a spinning back kick, and I'll take your back. You overcommit with a big massive overhands, then I'm going right under and taking the legs away feet. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't wait. I'm excited. And as we were saying the other day, you're six and one in yep. your last seven fights, right? Or so if you beat Johnny Walker, you will have won seven out of your last eight. There's a big title fight going down in the main card. We've got to ask you about that. But if you get this done, you get back on track. The resume speaks yep. for itself. So you're closing in on that, as I'm sure you know. Uh, but Jamal Hill, former opponent of yours, 
Only yep. person to defeat him is yourself. Taking on Glover Teixeira, who everyone has tons of respect for. The man's a legend, but he's also 43. How do you see that one going down? You know, we spoke about this in Glover. He's 43. He's, I'm not saying he's done because he's far from no. being done in this yeah. sport. But I just think Jamal Hill. But he's got to be getting just, close to being done, right? Because Yes, yeah. He's, he's, he's obviously coming. It's, it's just facts. It's just facts. Yeah. I think it. It comes to a point where if you can through fight camps and you're not developing as an athlete or you're not developing any, everything's staying the same or dropping, like, I mean, your body fat's increasing, meaning it's going to be harder to make that way. You're slower in the mark, you're, we see with footballers, once they start to lose that that speed, that snap in them, they kind of have to then go to different leagues and then work their way out. Do I think he's having tougher camps yes I do I believe that his numbers aren't as great mm-hmm. and that as they were going back maybe six or seven years ago when he was an absolute beast and then he was just kept off the top by absolute beasts as well I'm glad he's won the title but I just believe youth and athleticism and Jamal Hill is going to catch him through that Jamal Hill is not the guy you look at and think he's an absolute monster you know when you look at Joel Romero and you think that guy's a beast. You don't look at Jamal Hill and think that. But what he's got is this striking, this ability to flick that jab, and that jab hurts. Like, he hits people and they just fall. They just crumble. We've seen him when he done it to Johnny Walker. He done the Mexican. Tell him, tell him he did the, the, he did a Mexican wave. Mexican wave and then slams against the cage. And he, how many, like, I quite like it. He's like, I take people to touch up university. Like, so he's, like, it's a crazy name, like, uh, you, Touch you, Up University, it's pretty fun, so, and he, and, he, and he does it, and he's been up against some tough guys, and he's made them look like nothing, and I believe that he's going to do the same here, I believe he's just get like, when you speak to him, he's so confident, and I think that's what's going to stand in good stead, I, I don't think he believes he can be beaten, I think that's worth its weight and roll yeah, in this yeah. Of course, belief is everything, the power of the mind, you know, and it seems like a cliche thing to say, but I tell you, manifestation, yeah. it's a real thing. Um, we were supposed to have one Lionheart Anthony Smith on here today. I'm going to shot it. He did. He did. <laughs> he shot it. Lionheart, my boy, with fucking shit a bit. Oh my God, living out here in California, I haven't heard Shatty for a while. I haven't been a long time since I've heard that, mate. Oh my God. Um, he's flying down there as a, a backup. I'm sure you're aware of this, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he, he, yeah, he's training right now because he's going to be down there if, God forbid, you know, uh, Glover or Hill, you know, I, I don't know, one of them slips and bumps the head, doesn't make weight, whatever it is, he's going to be there. What do you make of that? What are your man, honest that's a, feelings? That's a huge, huge jump, man. That's like, I mean, I'm right at the front. If Jamal Hill wins this fight, I'm hitting the queue jump pass. I'm, 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 I've got my token already pre-fucking printed. I'm getting ready to go, and I was going to use it if, if Ankalaev won. But that's a bit, that's a bit, um, the, the, that kind of confuses in. you a little bit. I like, there's I, I mean, I mean, to just be fair. The UFC have to put on a show. The UFC have yes. To Correct. I totally understand that. And the last thing you want to do is start taking me out from my fight to then step in. That's it. Show. Exactly. Because otherwise, then they have other problems. So they've got to bring yeah. an extra guy in, and Anthony was there, and he was supposed to fight Jamal, right? Initially, yeah. they, they were already put. Yeah. So, so I think it's, I, I understand the frustration from your perspective because you're trying to earn that title fight as well. And Anthony, yeah. 
as everyone knows, he, you know, he, last time out snapped his leg and it didn't go his way. So I understand the frustration. Um, in that main event then, so you've got Jamal Hill though winning, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, MMA is a sport where anything can happen. It's, a, it's the drop of the heart. It's the, 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 the fights just change. But I think seeing him up against Yari Prohaska and Yari Prohaska is an absolute monster when it comes Isn't to... Isn't he like, a wild he, man? He is. He's, but I think, I think as a champ, he could be a more rounded version of himself, you know, when you have that great uh, champ mentality, you, 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 you train better, you work on these areas, you watch back that fight and you try and improve. Watching him and watching uh, him fighting against Glover, Glover had that fight won so many times. And for some really? reason, it just, I know there was so many times you're like, right, Glover's won, brilliant. Glover's gets back. Oh, that's, that's a, Glover's in this top position. Oh, when he got mounted, he was raining down blows. Yeah. Yeah. There were so many in that time, but as his killer instinct away, and then how did he win the title? He, he got a quick tap off Jan Blashwood, didn't he? I mean, that, that was already cinched in. Like, whenever, uh, had his back, had him sprawled out, and then he sat in that uh, rear naked choke, and Blashwitz was already tapping before Jan, uh, before Glover had even uh, like tightened that shit up. Yeah. I know he's done all the work before, but I just, I cannot see past Jamal Hill. That's like, and I, and I want him to win, as I said, like I'm, I'm there with the Q jump, I'm there with him, like, listen, he only one loss in his record the last time, and it wasn't just like I took him in the wire, and it was like, oh, that was a close one, it was a proper, no, 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 I beat you. I snapped your arm, dislocated your shoulder. Can I get a shot? Can I get a shot again? Well, you make a good case. You really do. And if you get the job done Saturday night, and it is the only loss on his record, you know, so yep. so it does make a lot of sense. Does make And to what you were saying there, you know, for Jamal, and this is kind of how I feel about it, Glover's got to be perfect for 25 minutes. In fact, they've both got to yep. be perfect. Jamal's got to keep it on the feet. We know that. But if he connects with Glover, with the power that he has, you know, then, then I can see him winning that way. Um, what else is new, Paul? Anything else in your personal life? Nothing, man. Just grinding, just trying to make that buck. Uh, same day, six fights to the UFC. Oh, that's right, congrats. Yeah, this show that shows a bit of confidence in me. Um, because it would only hit me with four fights, and, I'd, and going back, like when I first signed the contract, my first few contracts, I was like, right, I don't know if I'm going to get a new contract. Like, coming off a two and two in the UFC for my first fight, I was like, I might not get a contract. They sent me a new contract out with four fights. And then it was, I think it was like three and two or three and one in my last, my, my second contract. And the same again, I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting a contract. So I've always had that. And the UFC is one of these things because they've got like that Dana Week contender series, because they've got these tough, because they've got these guys that are coming in all the time, you're easily replaced in this job. Like you're just another fighter to the UFC top. Like if you're not going to do it and you're not going to be the company man, then I've got another 10 guys that will be the company man and I'll bring them in. So show me a wee bit of faith and like, mm. I think it's a good thing. Like six fights plus those titles, those, those title, those title things in there as well that in the opportunity of a title, then this is what the contract changes and all this kind of stuff. So I'm quite glad that, that and pretty glad that's the contract that they offered. And this is the first fight. So a few years ago, I said 35 was a number and I was bowing out at 35. But I've been in the gym and I've been working with guys at Box and Science and I've been blasting some heavy numbers like with regards to speed, power output, strength, body fats went down, lactic acid buffering's through the roof as well. So all these kind of things like 
right, Paul, you know you've still got you've still got a wee bit left in this tank. Let's see what let's see what we can do in these six fights. Let's see how close we can get to getting that title within six mm -hmm. fights and then sign that big, big contract that'll change my family's life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh and as you said before though, you know, you're talking about other avenues, contenders and all the rest of it. You're flying the flag for Scotland though, Paul. You know, because yeah, I yeah. think, did, did Calderwood, she retired now, right? Is that correct? I think she's back. I think she's got a fight coming up soon. Oh, really? I know she retired. She retired and then she oh. retired another fight. Oh, oh she, 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 she came back. There's, there's one Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill. But she's kind of like... Well, she's Australian. Like, she was raised in Australian. Scotland. So I can't, can't blame her for moving to Australia. I know, right. I know. Like, <laughs> like that's why I'm wearing my Tammy too. Absolutely freezing, really weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, she's she's like Australian Scottish. But there's one other guy who's Danny Henry, who's uh, part of the team Danny that I'm with now. And he's just he's he was meant to fight in Paris uh, this mm -hmm. mid last year, but he um, he ended up injured. And I think his opponent ended up injured, so it kind of worked out well for them. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the the, the, the Scottish guy uh, in the UFC, which is kind of a cool thing because I want to try and help Scottish MMA as much as I can. Like the same as what you've done for like UK MMA and English MMA and the guys that are down in Manchester. You're the guy down there. I want to be the guy in Scotland. I want to try and get more people through the door at a younger age, and we need to set up we need to set up something within, like, I know the UK, Mark Goddard's doing a lot down in England yep. to yes. have, like, uh, IMAF. I think Scotland's need, Scotland's need someday, and it's not, it's definitely not me, but Scotland's need someday to step up and be like, listen, all the gyms, all these kind of clans that are warm amongst each other, let's get our heads together and let's actually make Scotland yeah. a better MMA uh, place. Because as I'm saying, like, when you look at how many people are in the UFC down south compared to up Scotland, like, it's, it's very very small and and it's only because we're all trying to fight each other it's only because all the lighter guys are fighting the best and scotland's fighting the best in scotland like these two guys are smashing each other and they're never getting the opportunity because they're, they're wrecking and it's silly it's silly for them to do that because the two they could yeah. be two world potentially world-class guys in the future but they both yeah. get a loss on their record and maybe get disheartened in the early days yeah. But you're a great ambassador for Scotland, Paul. You really are. I mean, you're the perfect sure. guy. You walk out, you got the blue face paint on, you fucking fight your ass up inside the octagon, and you're 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 not a bad guy either. You're a bloody hell of a guy. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm, I'm leaving this here, big head. Jesus Christ, come on, Paul. You're flying the flag. Uh Harrington, do we have some questions from Twitter for our good friend Paul? Oh, we have quite a few, Paul. Thanks for oh. uh jumping on with us here. Um okay. <clears throat> after you after you shake the world. Uh, in Brazil, what's the next move? Are you fighting in London, or are you going to continue to champion this Glasgow card? Oh, um, Glasgow! I don't, I don't think Glasgow's ever going to Glasgow. happen again because it just, it just, it just makes London. Yeah, hold, on, hold on, can you just tell him it's not Glasgow? It's Glasgow. It's Glasgow. Oh, I'll take Glasgow. I'll take Glasgow as well. Um, <laughs> but not Glasgow. 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 Glasgow, man. Glasgow. Um, so I don't think the the UF the UFC I don't think will come back to Scotland. Although they put on an absolute performance with the, like the fans in Scotland. When you look at places like the Hydro and you look at like what the what they hold numbers wise, you go to London and you pay London prices, so the ticket prices are already worth more than in Glasgow. Oh, hands, I know, price. and because it's so because it's so big, they just sell so many seats. I would love to fight again in Glasgow because I've got some unfinished business there, but. After this fight, um, it's maybe a few months, so it's like I've got the whole of February and then 18 days into March, 
I can definitely find that. Andy Smith's already in a camp, uh, so potentially it could be Andy Smith in London. That would be, that'd be a, a, a pretty good fight in London. Well, Anthony said he's, he wants to fight in March, and he said he's pretty much guaranteed he's got a fight in March. So if you get a quick turnaround, are you saying yeah. right now, my co-host, the owner of this podcast, because everyone calls it the Anthony Smith podcast now, even though I found it. He's not here because he shut the bed. Yeah, he shit the bed. Anthony, you're saying, are you calling him out right now? UFC London. Listen, I, I, look, I think me and Anthony Smith, look, he's obviously came out and said he wanted to fight me after one of his, um, he was doing like the press yeah. conferences and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a fun, fun thing. Mm-hmm. I think jiu-jitsu guys, two high-level jiu-jitsu guys kind of, Steal me each other and it just turns into this rock and sock and robot fight, you know, where guys are just bum, 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 bum. And I think that's how it's going to go. And I'm always looking for like a challenge. Like, I kind of like to have that title of being the jiu jitsu guy in elite heavyweight, you know. I am the, the guy that does jiu jitsu. Um, I thought Krylov would have been much more deadly in the world of jiu jitsu than I was and when I went up against him, but it was up, it, it was easy. So I believe that. This, this could be a cool jiu-jitsu fight, uh, which would resolve us to just try to punch lights through each other. So that in London would be pretty cool. Talking about London and talking about Scotland, obviously you're going to be in Brazil. You're fighting a Brazilian yeah. down there. Where was it? Because we, we had a beer after the, your, your fight. Was that Sao Paulo? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Sao Paulo. Obviously you're going into enemy territory on this one. Yeah, we did the same We did the same there. We fought Shogun. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, of course. Come they, on. They, as we're walking, as we're walking out, they're they're, they're, they're chanting now, like you're going to die. Full man or hair or whatever. I, as, as I was leaving, they were like they were cheering me, which was kind of cool. really. I think that's nice. I, so I know it's like it's part of the sport, and I think it. I don't. I don't think it matters anywhere in the world you go. If you put on a performance, yeah, and you leave everything in the octagon, right? It went to a draw, and some people say they won, some people say I won. It doesn't matter. It went to a draw. But if you put on a fight for the fans, then the fans will get behind you, man. It's it's, it's such a beautiful sport. Well, they're, they're pretty loyal as well as being yeah. like they they, 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 fought, they support their own. Like the love I get in the UK and I get in Scotland is huge, man. And uh, as you said, like I'm the Scottish guy, and it, it's, it's a nice feeling to have your country behind you. And like you must be the same, like the first. Well, you know, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, you know, being Great Britain. I know, like, like, <laughs> you, like you are, but, then, but then you've got that, you're like the first English, the first UK. Whereas I'm, I'm Great Britain. I'm like, I, you've got to do like Joe Joe's citizenship. Like, I, hey, hey, well. I might be the best. Um, um, Cypriot, I was born in Cyprus on the arm. So that's what I'm So, so I'm claiming Cypriot as well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm going to be the first Scottish because I can't, I can't be like, I can't be the first uh, British. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the first Scottish. That's that's, that's what well, I'm my, my heart on. From the bottom of my heart, Paul, I hope it happens. But either way, Mate, I, I wish that. you the best this weekend. I love watching you fight. I love talking to you. You're always welcome on here anytime, mate. Have the best performance. Honestly, I hope you go out there. I like Johnny Walker. You, He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But obviously, Hi. I always support, you know, the home country people. So safe flight. Have an amazing fight, mate, and hopefully we can talk afterwards. But thank you for your time. Yeah, man. I I'll be on that. It. See that week after this, after Saturday. I'll be on the podcast Monday. Fucking right. Let's go. Let's go. Safe journey, Paul. Kick some ass. Right, I'll speak to you soon, man. All right, Paul. Always a pleasure. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Right, sure, bye, man. All right, we're going to talk about Rex MD really quick. Listen, at the end of the day, I can dress it up however you want, but we're talking about help in the bedroom, okay? You might scoff and say, I don't need that. One day you will. 
there might be people listening to this saying, yep, I need that. But you know what? It's a pain in the ass to get hold of the medication. I'm going to jump in the car. I'm going to have a doctor's appointment. I'm going to mess around. Not anymore. That's where RexMD comes in. RexMD is the FDA approved and the most trusted leader in men's, men's help, you know, and you can do it all via telehealth as well. They've sponsored this episode because they want you to always be prepared. RexMD has made it simple, easy, and cost-effective to help older men out there last longer and feel more confident in the bedroom. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis very easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and then they deliver it right to your door in discreet packaging. So no waiting rooms, no embarrassing trip to the doctors and no insurance and no co-pays. Now, listen to this. This is the good part. Take advantage of the best deal that they've ever offered and you can save a massive 90% off and pay only $2 per dosage with the exclusive link. Go to rexmd.com slash for this limited time deal. As I say, it's very simple. No need to jump through hoops. No need to talk to a doctor, have an embarrassing conversation. With just a few clicks of a button, you speak to a medical professional, you create a personalized plan, and you get the products, as I say, shipped to your door in discreet packaging. It's none of your neighbor's business, okay? RexMD doesn't just do erectile dysfunction medication. They also offer a bunch of other medications, sexual health, hair growth, pain relief, and sleep aids. They're also here to make you save big. Did you know Viagra can cost $90 a pill? But as I said, RexMD has generic Viagra that is just as effective and as low as just $2 per pill. And by the way, this is important. Unlike other brands, unlike the trash at the gas station, whatever it is, RexMD is FDA approved. So you know what's put you're putting in your body is safe to take there's not going to be nasty side effects. And of course, 90% cheaper than the other doctors. Yes, 90% cheaper. Fast, simple, and cheap. So right now, take advantage of the best deal they have by going to rexmd.com slash bisping. Our exclusive deal will save you up to 90% off where you'll only pay $2 per dosage. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our listeners to get started. So go to rexmd.com slash bisping for up to 90% off. Give the gift of pleasure this holiday season with Rex MD. Harrington, jump on, my friend. Where are you, buddy? There he is. There he is. Dude, how great is, is Paul Craig? Isn't he the man? He's, he's the best. He's, honestly, <laughs> like, he's just a class act. Just a class act. And, but I'm fine, but I'm just one I'm thinking, like, the, the, the believers in America are like, what is he saying? <laughs> I understand him perfectly, but every like first of all, it was Leon. How good was Leon? Dude, incredible. This is a great Believe in Me podcast. Let me just say that. Well, well, I should bloody well think so. We've got two fantastic guests. Um, Anthony Lionheart Smith is not here uh, because he's training for a fight as well. He's going to go down to Brazil. He was going to try and make it on, but I said, you know what? Focus on the fight. That's the important thing right now. We can sit around and do podcasts any, any time. Uh, but yeah. Leon, I mean, what a laugh, what a great sense of humor. Give dropping the old right about now, uh, the rice and peas, and then uh, Paul Craig. Paul Craig is just a class act, man. I love talking to both of them people. It's going to be a good fight card next week. But listen, Harrington, throw something at me. A non MMA, let's do some non MMA. What have we got? Okay, there's some story somewhere. in particular that you've got to start with. I don't know how we haven't spoken about this yet. Prince Harry's book is absolutely insane. 
Right, right, Brian, don't play it yet. I'll cue you. And anyone that's not got their head buried under a stone, is that is, is that the expression? Yeah. Anyway, anyone that's not dead must have heard, seen this and heard this by now. But what is he doing, right? Without sounding like an asshole, I'm the only person here that's done a book, right? I did a book. I've done things in my life that could be classed as sensationalized. I don't put them in the book to sell them. I'm from a working class town. I am not the prince of goddamn England, right? Yes, I had my first ever sexual experience. Didn't put it in the book because we've all been laid, hopefully, or you, you will be at some point. You know, yes, I remember it vaguely, uh, very well, very well, very excited I was. Uh, didn't put that in my book. I had a lot of, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of kickoffs in our house. My mum and dad going at each other, me getting battered every day. Didn't put that stuff in the book because, you know, I'm not going to throw my mum and dad under a bus. Uh, but me and my brothers, they used to kick the shit out of me. I'd have a go back. Again, didn't put that stuff in the book because don't want to don't, don't shame them. But that was in the art. What about your extensive body count? My body count? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of people you've killed. Oh, no, yeah. The book? Exactly. <laughs> he went to the army. He's talking about killing 25 Taliban. Do you know what I mean? You don't do that. I think there's like an unwritten code. Like my dad was in the forces. He was a sniper. He was in the, the, the conflict in Northern Ireland and the Falklands War, you know? And I think he's alluded to that maybe he did have to pull the trigger and use that a few times. But, you know, he doesn't shout it from the rooftops. Certainly doesn't put it in a book. And not the smallest thing to do. Say, I killed 25 Taliban fighters. But, but I don't do any of that because it's just not good taste, right? He's the prince of fucking England. Have a bit of shame about yourself. But this one, and by the way, it is National Kiss of Ginger Day. So I think I'm the closest one to a ginger here looking at my beard. But this one, I was on I was on Instagram and I saw this and I could not believe this. Brian, please, for the love of God. And then feel free to chime in, Brian, because we haven't seen you on the show today yet. The believers love you. Oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. The last place I wanted to be was Frost Nepistan. I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room, and I took a smidge and applied it down there. My penis was oscillating between... What is he doing? Number one, his mother, the great lady Diana, Princess Diana, who's, as we know, she's not with us anymore. He's going to like her and he's going to bring her up in the same centers of sticking Elizabeth Arden cream on his cock. This is the weirdest, most psychologically damaged thing I've ever heard anybody say out loud. On his todger, Brian. It's wild. What is he doing? I know he's trying to sell books. He doesn't need the money. Him and Meghan Markle, shame on them both, right? I'm just going to say, shame on them both. Didn't they get kicked out of the royal family? Or aren't they, like, excommunicated? No, 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 no. They, 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 they can, they're, still, they're still part of it. And, you know, to be fair, you know, uh, they're, they're just not rising to it. They're just not commenting on any of it, you know. It's just, it's talk about bringing embarrassment. I mean, what is he doing? Talking about, why would you put that story in your book? You've got enough stuff to talk about. You're going to talk about sticking Elizabeth Arden cream, which my mother used to use. All of a sudden, all I could think about was my mother. So I stuck it on down there, on the todger. Yeah, 
What is he talking about anyway? Why did he need to put cream on his cock? Dude, why is he doing the reading of his own audiobook and accepting this? Like saying these words out loud into a microphone in a setup very similar to where I'm at now. I'm not emailing that to you, period. They're royal people, dude. They they don't understand the regular nuance of social interaction. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, frostbite on my dick, so I put my mom's face cream on it. This is like the weirdest, most Freudian thing I've ever heard. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. But I'm just waiting for Brian to bring up Jeffrey Epstein and the roster of, of the island. I mean, you all know about it. You know? <laughs> you just, every, every episode is like, boom, there comes Brian. Oh, dear. I, I saw it yesterday. I was just like, what is he doing? He's out of his goddamn mind, but still, thought we'd have a bit of comedy relief with that one. Uh, I'm still in shock at Paul Craig and Leon Edwards. They were awesome. Uh, what's the biggest story we're looking at? I mean, obviously, we've got fights this weekend. Let's talk about that, actually. Did, this, did the main event change before or after Monday's show? Uh, we broke the news on the show. Oh, we it broke the news on the show. That's right. Here. That's right. We did. Well done. Well done. Um, looking forward to that one. Um, did you see Sean Strickland's press conference at the apex uh, I, the shades on talking about the french talking about the french saying that nazarim <laughs> imavov is a little frenchy he's a little frenchy what are the french known for for being cowards okay he's from dagestan <laughs> he's from dagestan he, he trains in paris yeah he's a dagestani nazardine imavov the clue is in the bov nomagomedov Magomed Ankalayev, Nazardin Imavov. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's Dagestani, but he just happens to be located, but whatever. I will say this. He is entertaining, though, isn't he? Strickland. I mean, he's wildly out of his mind. Out of his goddamn love, mind. I love that he was wearing the sunglasses they give you, like, at the doctor's office when you get the drops for your eyes, too. But that's why. Nothing. Oh, really? Pardon me. Choking on my own saliva. Uh, no, he uh, he just had his eyes dilated because it was last minute. You know what I mean? So once a year, you got to get your eyes dilated and you can go see an eye specialist. Oh. It used to be a troubling time for me in the last few years of my career. <laughs> uh, so, yes, and they have a good old look in there. But, yes, you got to wear shades because otherwise too much light goes in your eyes and can do a lot of damage. But, yeah, I was like, what are those shades? I just thought they looked kind of cool for a minute. And then I was like, hold on a minute. Uh, you were about to go stunting in the medical classes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what's the big story then? Anyway, Harrington, what have we got? Big MMA story. Let me see. Not one. What else have we got? Well, Conor McGregor chimed in, didn't he? He called Kelvin Gastelum an absolute scruff before claiming that Gastelum had a full-on staff infection. But, you know, that's McGregor being McGregor. Oh, good. What else? Right. And uh, Gastelum, for his sake, did respond and said, you know, this must just be the roids and the coke kicking in. Oh, is that what he said? Because I saw, uh, you know, you, you, and this pisses me off. You know, these days, you, you click on a story, right? And it's all bloody ads or whatever. And then you have to click continue so it takes you to a next page and stuff like that. Right. I was like, I can't be asked. So I never got to see it. So he said, that's full on. This is McGregor. That's full on staff infection all over his fucking face. A fucking, fucking whole long. A whole, a whole a OMG. And it's his second time to attempt to enter a competition like this. What the F? Clean your mats. Wash yourself. Effing go to the doctor. Scruff. So then he said, relax, you little leprechaun. The cork and the steroids are kicking in. Well, the leprechaun, no marks for originality on that one. 
with the cock and the steroids, wild accusations. Um, I mean, yeah, fair play, fair play. He's allowed to respond. Accusation. Pardon me? I said accusations. Like, well, you know, it, like it, we it, don't it, all have eyes. What do you mean? Um, I mean, to, to call it accusations, to watch a man who I watched fight at 145 pounds now walking around at a clean 210 and to tell me that there's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I think, Beatles? Come on. I, I think we all know. I think we all know the truth. Uh, Diego Sanchez. Tell me about Bryce Mitchell. What's he going on about? So Bryce Mitchell, uh, Bryce Mitchell came out, uh, and he had like an issue with Alexander Volkanovsky's recent slate of opponents. Uh, he said, I'm tired of him talking about there's no other contenders. He ain't fighting the toughest mother effers, uh, so what's up with him? He's getting the easiest effing fights. These contenders are taking each other out. That's what's going on. He's getting paid a hundred times what I get paid to fight mother effers and that aren't even hard as the mother effer I'm fighting. That's what's going on. So Alexander Volkanovsky, he wants to fight an easy contender right here. Somebody he can just beat up and get paid easy money. Hey, come on, buddy. I'm easy money. He also believes the earth is flat. So like his judgment is weird. You know what I mean? You should have done it in the accent, Harry. They should have like, what does he say? What does he say? That Volkanovski, like, he want that easy contender, right? Right here, right here, number one contest. Y'all want that easy fight? Y'all want that easy money? Y'all getting paid a hundred times what I get paid? Right here. That's easy money in Arkansas. Yeah, it's Arkansas. Easy money. He's in Lincoln, Nebraska with Anthony. Uh, I think that's why I say Arkansas. No, no, listen, listen. I mean, Bryce Mitchell, I, I love what he brings to the octagon. He's a hell of a fire. He's incredible. Reality is, the reality is last time at the office was not good. Okay? He got handled. The flu, of course, that's what he's saying. He's saying he had the flu. And I get that. Maybe he was sick. Maybe he wasn't. But even taking him at his word, I, I believe him. You know, I don't think he's going to come out and make up a complete thing like that. You never know. Some people would. But I don't think he is, you know, I, 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 because... He didn't look himself. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Aaliyah Tapoya is good, but Bryce Mitchell had nothing. Now, sometimes you do have a bad night at the office. However, however, the point is, regardless, he got beat. So right now he's at the back of the queue. He's at the goddamn back of the queue. So what the hell is he talking about? And Volkanovski, you can't knock up Volkanovski for what he's done. Max Holloway took him out in style. Chang Sun Jung, who else? Brian Ortega. I mean, he's fighting all the top boys. You know, you cannot... You know, make those kind of accusations against. But he does have a point that the that the top contenders at featherweight have been like literally just eating each other like piranhas, stopping them from from getting to the top. That's how you end up in a situation where Max Holloway fights for the title or has three title fights against Volkanovski inside of eighteen months or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, but 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 no, no, no. Volkanovski's been fighting the top guys. I mean, listen, the the fight with Holloway. The thing is, and, and I get his point, he's probably a little frustrated. I mean, yeah, here it is, Volkanovski, Holloway, Chang Sun Jung, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Max Holloway, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendes, Darren and I, we're going way back now. He's been fighting the top guys. The problem for him, he's probably frustrated that there was three Max Holloway fights, but everybody wanted to see them, and people thought Holloway won the second one, so they had to do it again, you know what I mean? You had to do the trilogy. By the way, if you like trilogies, I did a video on my YouTube channel of all the trilogies in the UFC. Go check it out. Anyway, Jake Shields, as we know, uh, former welterweight title challenger, recently got into a little skirmish with Mike Jackson at the PI. What is Mike Jackson going on about now? 
so Mike Jackson, uh, he's he's been cut from the UFC, right? Like, it's, why did he get cut? Uh, Do we know? He says it's completely unrelated. I mean, realistically, it's because he went one two with one one and two with one no contest uh, over the course of his UFC career, and he's thirty seven years old. So, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I'm not besmirching him. By his no, organization, no, but... no, 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 for sure. But reality is, you know what I mean? He, he wasn't having a particularly good run. He's 37 years old. He's one of the lighter weight classes. He wasn't setting the world on fire. He's not hyping up everybody to buy pay-per-views. You know, it's a tough business decision, but that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. There is a silver lining, though. Now that he's no longer under contract with the UFC and risking losing anything, Mike Jackson is ready to settle the score with Jake Shields via boxing match at his gym in Houston. I've never heard something so stupid in my entire life. Never heard something so <laughs> stupid. A boxing match, a boxing match. Jay Shields took you down, got on top of you. You begged people, begged people to get him off you. Begged people. You should be embarrassed. Stay off social media for good. You should be bloody embarrassed. I mean, that's a fool going on about you boxing matches. Go on. So Jake Shields is like, look, I will do it. I will fly to Houston and I'll box you. But I talk to your coach and your own coach is like, yeah, there's no way he's showing up for that. Like, that's Are not you serious. So do you think yeah, he's just trying to get it to fly out to Houston to waste his time and not show up again? That would be an extremely gigantic bitch move. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, he's cut from the UFC. I mean, I, I don't really particularly know the guy. He only had three fights. He was brought in to fight CM Punk, right? So... I'm not overly familiar, but oh well, whatever. Moving on from that one, this weekend, what do you think, uh, Imavov and Strickland, though? What do you reckon, Harrington? Who takes it? I mean, Sean Strickland is probably going to be paying for those words, if I had to guess. I mean, you are... You think so? You're letting a... I mean, you're letting a grappler, right? Like a really, like, you know, like you just said, he's got his last name ends in a vowel and a V. Uh, you, you're talking smack about this guy quitting? I don't know. I think he might just wrestle you to death. Well, yeah, he's on a three-fight win streak as well. And against good opposition. Um, I was just thinking, should we do on the channel, should we do like our, our little post-fight show on the Believe You Me YouTube channel after the fights? If they don't end too late, I'm down for that. If you're down for that and Anthony's down for that. We could do a live. We could do a live. That's what I'm saying. We'll do a live. We'll do a live. Yeah, the, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, what is going on? Is it not a slow news. Do for that fight? You're not calling it, right? No, I'm not. No, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, because Strickland, Strickland's good and he's awkward, you know. Uh, Imavov's the better grappler, probably hits a bit harder. Strickland uses a lot of jabs, but he can frustrate people with his movement. You know, he does. He can be very, very elusive. And I think he'll do the same thing. And I think, yeah, no, no, I've got Imavov simply because he's five rounds on short notice. Sean's always in the gym. He's one of those guys, but it's one thing ticking over and another one to get ready for five. Um, I don't think Sean, you know, he's not going to knock him out. You never know, though, because even against Jared Cannonier, when he let the hands go, he landed some good combinations and he had some good pop and some good sting, you know. So he might be of the thing, of the impression or the mindset, I've got to get a finish. I've got to knock this guy out just like I was against Rockhold when I fought him the second time. Because I thought, shit, I can't go five rounds. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. So I'm just going to have to <laughs> swing, baby. And lo and behold, I caught him. I was like, whoa, what was that? Uh, but um, so he might have the same mindset. So he might actually be way more aggressive. But if he plays his usual tactic, his usual game, which is, you know, using the jab, maintaining range, and 
here and there exploding. I think if he does that, he'll probably lose against him above. Well, so he did say this week, I, I heard just like, you know, highlights a snippet of a press conference that he thinks that the judges don't understand his Floyd Mayweather-like style, right? Like he argues that he's just going to keep landing, uh, get out of the way with his defensive shell. Like he's he's essentially unhittable uh, in his mind. And he thinks that the, the, you, the judges for MMA can't process just how good he's doing. So do you think that would then lead to somebody being like, okay, if I can't outpoint fight, I need to look for this knockout. Well, the only problem with that is that the problem with MMA judging is that the judges come from boxing, okay? That's the only wrinkle in that argument, right? I'm not even going to get into the comparing Sean's boxing to Floyd Mayweather's, okay? Not even going to go there. The only problem with that, what he said, is that the judges are predominantly boxing judges in Las Vegas, Floyd Mayweather fights in Las Vegas predominantly. He's a Las Vegian, and the judges are Vegian. So, yeah, he's out of his goddamn mind there. He's out of his mind, you know. But still, whatever, Trevor. Uh, what else have you got here in the non-MMA? Let's take a little look here. What do you reckon? I, I know nothing about this one, this number three, this uh, UK okay. actress. I've never heard of Honeysuckle Weeks. First of all, Brian, can you, as Brian uh, Harrington talked, I need to see a picture of her. Honeysuckle Wheat sounds like an attractive lady. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know. Uh, I, I have no idea what she looks like. I want to see an image, though, but continue. Uh, so, Hold on a second. This website is buggy as shit. Uh, so while, while yeah, I mean, she clearly is very attractive uh, to at least one male friend of her. Honeysuckle. Uh, honeysuckle. Does she suck this guy? This guy seemingly wanted the honeysuckle. Uh, so he, she says that uh, she was out uh, for a, you know, it's like a, a night out on the town, drinks with some friends. Um, she was told by a male... Not what I was expecting, to be honest. She looks like, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Harrington. Just on the looks. No, no, go back, Brian. Go back. Uh, not what I expected. You know, with a name like honeysuckle, I expected kind of like more of a page three kind of a porno type of image. You know what I mean? Maybe large fake boobs, fake ass, mini skirt, a bit of leather, pumped up lips, you know, long hair extensions, you know, just ready to go. She looks like a nice young lady. I think you're going in the wrong direction. Somebody who's named Honeysuckle's parents were like roll like uh, hippies that followed the Grateful Dead around, you know? Yeah, I think I'm just focusing on the suckle bar too much. <laughs> but you're right, you're right. Go on. Sorry, Hamilton, continue. What's the what's that word? Chaff? Chav? Chav, chav. Yeah. All right. That was House of Violin. She's okay. not a chav. She's not a chav. No, 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 no. I was picking up on the vibe I, th I thought you were going for. So, uh, oh, actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. What she was saying is uh, she went out for a night of drinks, right? A male friend said, come back, crash at my place. Uh, then he apparently invited his uh, girlfriend over, and they were. she was worried that they were trying to pressure her into a threesome. So, Honeysuckle being way too drunk, got into a car, ended up hitting a parked car, um, and, and backed up right in front of the police. And, uh, you know, they, they eventually stopped her, arrested her, or brought her to the station, made her blow into the breathalyzer thing. She was twice over the legal limit, uh, and, and she, was, she was convicted of, of drunk driving. The threesome excuse was not good enough to get her out of trouble. Well, I mean, it sounds like a, you know... A terrible situation that she was faced with. I mean, it depends. It could have been good. It could have been bad. Has she been in anything big? Just bring up her IMDb page, Brian, because I've never heard of her. But 
Have you ever had anyone try and coax you into a threesome, Harrington? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, man. I mean, there, literally, there is, there is, when I was homeless, that got me off no. the street for a night. No, no, no. But but when you were homeless, you, you were you were being fielded offers of sexual majors. We are trafficking some shady circles here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. My God, he's like, yeah, I had threesomes, especially when I was homeless. I mean, what were, what were you with? Dirty Mike and the boys? Have you seen that film, <laughs> The Other Guys? Have you seen The Other Guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're in the back of his Prius. Yeah, in the back of his Prius. We will have sex in the back of that Prius. Harrington, Dirty Mike and the boys. If Anthony was here, he would not have a clue what we were talking about. No, nah, dude, I feel like that's where Paul Craig was jumping on the movie's click. He's, yeah, he's yeah. low-key a fan oh. of Believe You Me and was like, I want to hit Mike with movies right at the top. Paul's the man. He really is the man. So she's doing quite a bit of work then. Yeah, she's definitely uh, a respected actress, yeah? Inspector Lindley Mysteries. I haven't seen that one for a while. Uh, all right, okay. Well, hey, fair play to her. She tried. God loves a trying. Do you drive? How much did you, do you have your driver's license? Just got a car last weekend. Did you really? Oh, well yeah. done. What did you get? Yeah, man, I... Uh, it's a Volvo uh, S60. Very safe. Good safe, guys. Swedish. Mm -hmm. Very, very reliable. Yeah. Very safe. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah, very good. Good good for you. Uh, all right. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I mean, we're, we got questions. We got questions. How long have we been going for? Uh, quite some time, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Because it's, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, I, right, and I'll say this as well. And stay on the screen. Um a lot of people talking shit about me and Anthony for not addressing the Dana White stuff, you know. Um, you got to understand, I've known Dana since 2005, you know, and, and whilst I've done a lot of business with him, he's also been a friend to me as well. And when, when something like that happens, which is a bloody, it, it's, it's an awful situation. And of course, he's not right. And there's no excuses for it. And he said that himself. He's already come out and condemned himself, you know. So I agree with what he said. But also the fact is that I have a personal relationship with the guy and he said, that doesn't stop when he goes home. He has a wife, he has children. I'm not going to talk about that stuff. And like it was the same when Chael Sonnen had that thing. I didn't talk about Chael Sonnen because everyone was like, well, you talk about everything, you don't talk about that. No, if it's somebody I know personally and it involves their family, then I'm not going to talk about it. But Dana was talking about it at length again yesterday. So I thought, all right, well, maybe I'll, I, I can say that. You know, no no one's happy about that situation. He's certainly not, you know. And, and it, the whole thing is just since massively regrettable, isn't it? Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Um, so so anyway, so I just thought I'd address that because I, I see you all, you know. I said, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He's, he's already said it as, you know, as well as anyone can say it, to be quite frank. But anyway... On a lighter note, Harrington, you were going to say something, or was it just a lead into the questions? Uh, uh, I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember. I didn't know we were, didn't know it was ever going to be. Look, as soon as you were like, "Yeah, we're talking about the Dana thing," my no, no, we we are not talking. We we are not talking about the Dana thing <laughs> because. And here's another thing. Here's another thing. Everyone said that I cut you off the other day because I did when Anik was on. I shout out John Anik. Wasn't he awesome on Monday? Anik was incredible. Anik was awesome. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, everyone was like, and even Rebecca said, "How come John Anik always talks in his commentator voice?" 
you know, because when I'm talking, I just talk like this. And when I'm commenting, I, I, I accentuate it a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, my broadcasting voice. But uh, but John, yeah, he's like, that's, that's he's a professional. Uh, and what a guy. It was fantastic. But, but here was the thing, because, you know, we, you know, I throw a few little uh, links here and there. Oh, maybe talk about this, maybe talk about that. And we had that thing about the, um, the, <laughs> the person that, that identifies now as a woman and blah, 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 blah. And that was for me and Anthony to have a laugh with. Me and Anthony, you know what I mean? Because me and Anthony are very comfortable with one another, right? And we can have a laugh with it. John Anik, who is a very, very professional man, you know what I mean? He's, he's as professional as they come. He thought he would come on the Believe You Me podcast and be maybe talking about mixed martial arts and having a bit of small talk, you know. Not straight away, Harrington, the first question he throws at him is about transgender potential minefields, you know what I mean? Like, like He's like, I didn't want to talk about this. Ask me about Alexander Volkanovsky and Islam Makachev. You know, that, that was why I jumped away. Whoa, 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 John, John, you're fine. Let me stop this here. So everyone's like, this means a prick on Harrington. Once again, no, no. Harrington just, yes, we put it. I said, Let, we'll, we'll have a chat about that. But I meant for me and Anthony, because Anthony was late, if you recall. So we started the show with John Anik. So there you go. There you go. Harrington, what have you got? Dude, in hindsight, uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. So thank you for, no, for stopping me from. Not what I said. I was just, I was just thinking of John. That's all. Of course. Uh, all right. If you are enjoying this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure that you subscribe uh, on there. I'd leave a five star rating, positive review. It really helps us out. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you're following the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes completely ad-free and uncensored, head to GathDigitalNetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get yourself a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. And remember, if you want to be, send the question in, you want to be featured, you want to be get your five seconds of fame like these guys in the moment, BYMPod at gmail.com. Let me ask you, though, Harrington, I've got a question for you um the baby the baby which is on the way which is due soon how's it all going how's preparations 10 weeks 10 10 weeks 10 weeks wow yeah yeah and again apologies boy or girl 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 name not decided and not not unveiling no i think we got it i'm good with it what's the name aura jane aura Aura. That's good. I like that aura. Got a nice aura yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, aura Jane. Jane Aura. Or those hippies Brian was talking about. Yeah, yeah. They really yeah, are. Definitely. <laughs> well, you can't insult Brian. Yeah, man, like, oh, we'll, we'll mock the vest. We'll mock the bow tie. We'll mock the questions to John Annick. I'm not going to mock what you've decided to call your daughter. <laughs> and it's a beautiful name. But it is on the hippie nippy spectrum. But I like it. Oh, though. Yeah. It's, very, it's nice. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Are you excited? Oh, I've never been more excited for anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I can yeah. It's going to change your life, mate. It really, really is going to change your life. But uh, all right. And uh, by the way, just so you know, this Aura Jane girl, you know, we were going to do a live Believe You Me, but we're not. Ruined it. Aura ruined it. So she's already ruining things before she's even born. It's terrible. She's, she's got a bad aura about her. Yeah, she has. She's <laughs> ruining it. She's absolutely <laughs> ruining it. You know, and... Um, and she'll probably come early now as well. Just you wait and see. So you could have done it eventually. Uh, probably. The end of probably. It. Well, how well? How well? Whatever. Just, just book the trip and, you know, 
We'll let the universe take care of it. Let the universe take care. We don't want Harrington to get his phone smashed again. No. I'm good. We don't want that. Brian, what have we got question-wise? All right. So this first one here we have from uh, Harley Harley Beachy. Harley Beachy. I believe you may crew. It's Harley here. I'm an Australian who's currently traveling through Europe. So I'm coming to you guys from Tallinn, Estonia. Just a quick question, because I just got done listening to you guys talk to the GOAT, John Anik. I am a young guy who would love to get into the UFC or just MMA in general as a commentator slash analyst. That is my absolute dream. And I have started a little passion project in the form of a podcast. I'm not going to sell it on here, so I'm not going to plug it. But I was just wondering, do any of you guys, and this is also directed at Brian and Harrington because I know they have, they literally work in this industry. Is there something more I I should be doing? Should I be doing a sports broadcasting degree? Should I be working on promoting the podcast even more? Get on Instagram. What's what's the best way to do this? Love the love the show, guys. And Bisping, leave Harrington alone. He does a great job. Okay, leave him alone. Um, I always say Harrington does a great job. I'm always uh, what was what uh, blowing smoke up your ass. I'm always sending nice text messages. <laughs> always give a nice little debrief. Always say well done. You know, it's called a little bit of banter, and you guys obviously haven't got a sense of fucking humor. I was going to give you some good advice there. But once again, Bisping's a prick. Harrington's <laughs> awesome. It's Anthony Smith's show. When is Bisping going to fuck off? There wouldn't be a show. Okay? There wouldn't fucking be a show. Um, to answer the question, let me see, let me see. Well, first of all, you should have plugged your podcast, mate. You should have done that because, you know, you should the, the Little things like that. Do you know what I mean? You got to get your name out there, mate. But uh, what he mentioned there, obviously, if that is your dream and that's what you want to do, then obviously you want to do as much training as possible. And if you can do like a journalist degree or something like that, or a sports broadcasting course, I don't know if there is such a thing, but if there is something like that close to you that you have access to, then why wouldn't you do that? In anything in life, you want to be the best you can be, you know? And yeah, sometimes you can wing it. Sometimes you can fall into it and still be great and all the rest of it. But if you have the opportunity to train in something and really become a skilled and proficient and an expert in that area, then do that, take that. But yeah, you know, you want you want to you know promote your podcast. You want you want you want to start doing a YouTube channel. You want to, so so you have an example of your work. So whilst you're learning your craft, learning your trade, you're still working on it. So do your podcasts, do a YouTube channel, do breakdowns of the fights or whatever it is. You know, even if nobody watches them, you know, you're still getting the work. Try and get a few interviews here and there. But Harrington and Brian, what do you guys say? Dude, commitment and consistency. Yeah, dude. I mean, Harrington was sleeping on benches outside, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, dude. Do whatever it takes to keep a roof over your head. <laughs> um, Hold on. So you're saying you hoard yourself out to keep a roof over your head, Harrington? I would. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's worse ways to pay the rent. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like, I, I long as as the, I mean, if it's beautiful women, of course, you know, I mean, there's Dirty Mac yeah. and the boys, I'm there's out of here. There's a scale of beautiful, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah, and she yeah. would have broken it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go on, advice time. <laughs> um, no, I mean, dude, I, I've said many times before, I want to work, I've always wanted to work in this industry, right? Like seven, eight years ago, like I just got a wild hair in my ass. I was like, this is what I want to be doing more than anything in the world. I put in. Uh, I, I submitted to be the producer of, of another very popular podcast in this in this field. I bet you can guess which one it is. You've talked uh, about it before. Yeah, I. Well, uh, Brian, which which one was it? It was the Errol Wani show. Oh yeah, that's no. 
Not even that one. That was, I applied to be an intern. I applied to be a producer of Fighter and the Kid when they were looking for a new uh, producer back in the day. Dude, I just, I have always wanted to work in this, and I just wasn't going to take no for an answer. So it's like, I, you know, like I said, that that story with Ariel is true. And it's like, you knock down, you know, if by the 20th door you get to, eventually Michael Bisping answers, and it's like, yeah, sure, whatever, kid, come along. Yeah, I was on But it's... To be fair, you can, you can thank Lewis for that one. I didn't know you from Adam. I do every day. (laughs) Don't thank him too much. Uh, Brian, anything to add before we get another question? I mean, I I started trying to just do this broadcasting thing. Not, uh, I was just trying to produce shows, just trying to make some money. And uh, I just ground at it forever, doing it by myself, like finding people who wanted to do shows and working for them for free and just doing all the shit. And then one day somebody hits you up and they're like, hey, I got a job. Well, that's how it goes, though, is it? Yeah. Generally, if something that you want to do, if you're passionate about it and you love doing it, you know, you will do it for free. You know, like like martial arts or whatever, you know, that wasn't always a path to greatness. Look at Liam, what he was saying before. You know, anything that you do is worth trying, worth doing, that you love and you're passionate about it, then then it's all part of the journey. But you, you got to be you got to be ready for some rejection because a lot of people are going to say no. A lot of people are going to shut the door in your face or not pick up your you know, respond to emails and things like that. So get used to that stuff. But also in the meantime, train as hard as you can. Just one other thing to add. If you're feeling discouraged. Waiting for it. You put the finger up. That's like me not saying no was the allowance for you to talk. So Uh, don't say one more thing to add. See, that's, it's it's the flow. It's the flow. It's the go. Your turn. (laughs) If, uh, if you got five people listening to you, right, just picture, like, if you had five people who listened to every word you said when you showed up to the bar, you would keep going to that bar, right? Like, if you have 10 people listening to you, 20 people listening to you, if you have 200 What would that people- make that person, Harrison? What, is, what, what word would describe that person in the bar with them 20 people uh, listening? The mayor. The center of attention. No, not the mayor, not the center of attention. The The... The guy holding court? I, I don't know. It would make you a raconteur. Oh. He was never going to get that. He's a raconteur. <laughs> a raconteur. Anyway, go on, continue, Mr. Raconteur. The, the point I'm making is while these numbers may feel pretty discouraging when you look at somebody like Mr. Beast getting 8 million views in two days, um, just know that, like, picture what those actual bodies of people would look like. And if you have 200 people listen to you, if 200 people showed up to a parking lot to hear you talk every week, the government would have tabs on you because you're a cult leader. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, so there is, there is some uh, small victories in this and accept every single one, take every single one as a benchmark. There's not too long ago that I remember on this show, it was like, oh my God, we got 10,000 views in, in a week. This is crazy. This show is blowing up. And it's yeah. like, look at it now. And it's like, yeah. my God, man. That, 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 that's a really good point. That actually is a really good point. Well said. Brian, what else we got, bud? All right. So this next question is from Stu from New Zealand. Stu from New. Hey there, believe you me, Stuart here, originally from the UK, but now living over in New Zealand uh, with a question for Anthony and Michael. Um, back in my uh, younger days, I did some pretty sweet Kung Fu classes in North Wales um, and we had a, a cool like silk sash instead of a belt. Um, one day when I went into the dojo or school, um, I was told in all seriousness that because I'd put my sash on the left instead of the right, um, I was actually looking for a, a fight to the death. Um, 
luckily I, I avoided that by moving it back to well I'm still here <laughs> today uh, but my question for you both is what's the biggest load of shit you ever heard in a dojo oh god I mean there's a lot of shit flowing about in those dojos and McDojo Life, I say it all the time, give her a follow on Instagram. They highlight some of the wildest shit. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I I won't say his name because, you know, he, he's, he's a well-known guy. You lot won't know him, but he's, he's a sweet old man. Do you know what I mean? The, the jiu-jitsu, so I don't want to shame him. But I remember, like, this old guy. Well, he's definitely dead now because I was, like, 10 at the time. And he was he looked 120 then. You know, I uh, it was called Bill Rankin. It was Lankin for Jiu-Jitsu. But he's probably, you know, I don't want to disrespect him, but still, he was doing this thing where, like, 20 people would grab his gi, all big people, and, like, 20 people had hold of him in a different way, and he'd just go like that. And they would all go flying through the air. Do you know what I mean? But as a kid, I'm like, wow, wow, that's amazing. Of course, now it's like you just grab him by the throat and crush his throat and kill him. You know, it's nonsense. Another time I was with this other coach, Sensei, and uh, we were on this training. We used to go on these, what he would call like these druid expeditions. We were on a camping trip in Wales and we were on the edge of this like cliff by the beach. It was beautiful actually looking back. And believe it or not, this kind of actually works. Sounds ridiculous, but it did work. Is it right? Do that with your hands, right? You know, make that with your finger and your thumb together. And you had a partner each. You had a partner each, right? And the partner has to put his fingers like the hands like that, but without touching them, so you can't feel them, right? And then had to, and then you've got to close your eyes, right? And imagine that that ring that you've made there is metal. It's a metal ring. Okay, your 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 body is metal, and you can feel that it's metal. And it like he went into all deepness, you know. I'm talking about it. Stop doing that. That's distracting. It looks somewhat sexual, Harrington. Um, <laughs> they would go into this like feel. You feel the the metal down your arms and the blah 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 blah. And it's an unbreakable ring and all the rest of it, you know. So you you see, we're all standing there on the edge of this fucking cliff in Wales, right? But dudes, with our fingers like this, and the other guys there. And uh, he says, close my eyes, and like, the guy's going to try and separate your finger finger and thumb. And the guy was like, wow, I couldn't separate your finger and thumb, Mike. I couldn't do it. And I'm like, what? It worked? It fucking worked. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, do it without thinking about it. And he did it. He's like, yeah, look at that. Easy, easy. But when you do that exercise, oh, look at that. I can't do it. And anyway. I went to school, told a few people, quickly stopped telling that story because I was laughed at and mocked greatly. But I tell you what, I think it did work. <laughs> the power of the mind. Ooh. It's almost as good as walking into the woods with a trophy in a bag. What's that oh, one? Uh, that's uh, George Dukes, right? Oh, uh, Frank Dukes? Frank Dukes, yeah. Frank Dukes. USA. Uh, give me one more, Bri. All right. We got a question here from Eric from Wisconsin. And he works for the Athletic Commission. Nice. What up, BYM crew? This is Eric from West Virginia. Just a quick preface and then a question for Michael and Anthony. 
I currently work for the athletic commission within my home state of West Virginia doing combat sports. Um, I've done a lot of the fight inspection work. Anthony and Michael, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. The guys in the back that sign off on your hand wraps and walk you to the cage and all that shit. Um, I've judged a few events and I just this past weekend had my first referee assignment. Um, so that leads to my question. Do either of you have any aspirations to do any refereeing or any judging later on, anything of that sort, and try to fix what appears to be an uptick in poor judging and refereeing that we've seen lately. Try to fix this shit from the inside. I mean, I know you guys for sure get paid more to do the commentary and analyst work that you do because um, I've heard some stories and rumors of what the higher tier referees like Herb Dean and such, they get paid. And it's not it's not bad. It's pretty damn good. It's a lot more than I make in shithole West Virginia. But uh, yeah, that's my question. Just wanted to know if you have any aspirations to do any of that work. And also, Harrington, I love you, man, but I'm going to need to see a DNA test when that baby comes because ain't no way somebody fucked you. Bye. Ah, and, and, and my friend in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right? West Virginia. West Virginia, right there. Started with a W. Uh, he claimed to have threesomes when he was homeless. Uh, so I'm just going to be honest. When I was younger, I wanted to be champion of the world. I wanted to be a fighter. I never sat there and said... I want to be the referee. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Never wanted to be the referee. Do you know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. So what I'm trying to do is just in a humorous way answer the question. The answer is no, I never thought about being a judge or a referee. I love, I love what I do. When I was fighting, I never imagined a world or a living or a career outside of fighting. I love what I do. I love calling the fights. Love it. So, no, that doesn't enter my mind for a second. I would love to call the fights, and if you don't like my voice or what I do, unlucky Kentucky, because I'm hoping to do this until the day I die. You know what I mean? I want to be... Who's that old one from boxing? You know, like the, the Larry something, or whatever. Um, Larry Merchant? Larry Merchant. I, I, you know, I, I want to do this till I'm 60 or 70, if possible. Never want to referee a fight. Uh, refereeing a job, uh, a fight is a very, very tough job. Very tough job. Judging, judging is as well. Judging isn't easy, you know. It isn't easy, and then they get a lot of shit. I don't think anyone's doing it maliciously, getting things wrong. There has been an uptick in bullshit decisions lately, but yeah. No, but to answer your question, no, no, no. I don't want to. I want to fucking commentate till the day I die. Because it does. Pay. I don't have a comment. It pays. It pays really good. <laughs> Dude, that rules. Um, and obviously, I think anybody is taking that gig. But I do think, like, as a fan of the sport, I was telling, you know, my, my, my wife a bit ago, like, I'm thinking about it, just going and judging some fights on the regional scene. I bet I can do better than some of these, like, boxing judges that they're making take these 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 crappy MMA fights. Like, what's the downside? I'm listening to you. I'm just bringing this up for a reason. Uh, Want to make a call? Get me on, get me on with uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission, dude. I'm in. I'm in. I'll start judging some fights. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> MMA. Isn't that? Idiot MMA. That's me. That's what I'm in your phone no, under. No, no, no. <laughs> I've got the... We went to... Uh, we had that rules meeting, didn't we? That seminar. And so I took notes. That was a lot okay. of notes. There's a lot of stuff. It's way more complicated than what you think. But you should do that, Harrington. You should do that. You should do that. Yeah. And I should go eat because it's... Two o'clock in the afternoon. That's five o'clock for you on the West Coast and God knows wherever else you are in the world. 
10 p.m. in the UK, Greenwich Mean Time. I haven't eaten a thing, intermittent fasting. I haven't drank a thing all week either. But more importantly, I haven't eaten today. I'm starving. So we're going to go, guys, because it's the end of the show. Leon Edwards, what a guy. Big shout out to Leon. Thank you very much for your time, champ. Paul Krieg, he's, he's uh, in action next week. Uh, very, very excited for that fight with Johnny Walker. And it's, I'm very interested to hear what Anthony has to say on his take. And I get Paul being like that, you know what I mean? Uh, so that, that, that'll be a fun show. We will be back on Monday with Anthony Smith. As always, Brian and Harrington. The show wouldn't be the same without you guys. Everyone thinks I pick on you. Everyone thinks I talk shit. They don't see my kindness. They don't see my messages of support. They don't see my Christmas bonuses. You know what I mean? I was going to say, they definitely don't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Come on. Bit of bands. Bit of bands. Anyway, have a great weekend, guys. And the fights are back. Fights are back. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.